as corny as Kansas in August. I'm as normal as blueberry pie. No more a smart little girl with no heart. I have found me a wonderful guy. All right. Here we are with Exalted, The Congenials, Season 2, Episode 4. My name is Devin, I am the GM, and to my internet we have X playing Y. Gary playing Mirage. Sam um, playing the Magister. Max playing Heroes of Advancing Algorithm. And Joe playing Mocking White Wind. Yep, uh, Zach unfortunately has computer issues and will be unavailable this session, so we'll just move on forward. Uh, it is January 2017. So gang, who wants to recap what happened last session? We, uh, we suffered the consequences of not summarily executing the prisoner and being congenial. Okay, we'll go with that. Specifically, uh, we took the prisoner, um, Lee... No. Taifeng. Taifeng. Kai. Uh, Kai, yes. Kaifeng into uh, Max, uh, sorry, Algorithm, to interview her. And she was rather blasé about the entire uh, matter of fact, except that she told that the Magister has a body duple, double out on the Blessed Isle, who seems to be living his life much better than he was living it. <laughs> and now and then she decided that she didn't want to be executed or punished for what we claimed were affronts on her uh on us due to her trying to enslave our people and stuff like that she she thought it wasn't a big deal so she tried to leave and we didn't let her and she kind of it flooded entirely all of algorithm yeah it sucked and stuff it really did but we we managed to subdue her and store like a popsicle in uh in the uh the kaiju prison yes the kaiju prison give her time to chill out where we will be using sorcery to rip out all her memories until she's a drooling idiot at which point when our liminal will harvest her for parts and will sell the rest of the fair folk yeah just get closer to that line i mean we can't use sorcery for that because that'll just run out of emeralds we'll have to use your mind ripper probe do they need to be real emeralds? I mean, I can transmute enormous quantities of them with the with my uh, artifice gift. Well, I mean, in, in two second edition, it said resources too. So I'm assuming I'm just writing up that it's like naturally mined, clouded emeralds. They can't be fabricated. As with all things in every setting with magic, you can't just shortcut it that way. <laughs> Unless you use okay. like I don't know a miracle of wealth to rip all the emeralds in an area out of the ground and fly at you. That sounds dangerous. Okay, everyone get down. Or have our sorcerer or you summon elemental to summon up some to go get us emeralds. Uh, that's assuming your sorcerer has summon elemental, which he does not. I have fix to... That. Yeah, I'm going to fix that. I just haven't had downtime. <laughs> summon a demon <laughs> to capture you. Summon a demon to go capture you a sorcerer who has summon elemental. I mean, I was going to say, we probably can summon a demon that's made of emerald or something. No, because they'd be made of demon, not of emerald, then. No, 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 it's fine. I, 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 yeah, I'm, uh, I can deal with this. I, I, actually, I have got XP left around. Probably by now I could have learned that spell. Oh, it's not XP, it's time. Hmm. Brain Death Flyer knows it. faster, it. though. 
Yeah, he does, and I guess I could deal with him. Just ask for eight tons of emeralds. I guess. Well, I think the point is that we don't really need to steal all of her memories. No, no we and we're not in a we're not in a huge rush right now. Okay, we are and we aren't. We we can pick her apart now at our leisure. And make but first her on the list should probably be uh, all those things she told to the fair folk that they were offering as bargaining chips and everything about her patron, fake magister. Shadow magister. We also need to get a replacement for her up and running in Nexus. Oh, the guild will handle that. Well, I mean, yeah, but they won't be loyal to us. Okay, so we'll use Dominion to build a robot queen that looks exactly <laughs> like her and takes her place. That's not a bad idea. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of talented people maybe in your enclave who would be happy to... Well, maybe not your enclave. Oh, no, capitalism is still halfway a sinful. Halfway? You've been out here too long. Maybe well, he was something. a uh, mob boss in a past life. He has a little more relaxed attitude. <laughs> this is okay. I used to be one of these criminals. <laughs> he can say profit without it being a swear word. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like Quark and uh, Kira and Reese wrapped together, the profits are all that matter. <laughs> Alright, so, after that... Uh, I believe you guys were wanting to head back to the class of that enclave so Max, so Harrow's advancing algorithm can get his shit fixed. Uh, anything to loot in the place first? Will we still have Darkview? Oh, sorry, will we still have uh, Mirage there disguised like a head servant? Mirage can go on in and sneak out some artifice and uh, uh, esoteric components that uh, Kai Fang was gathering for her sorceress stuff uh, that are worth three celestial shards. That's, that's a score. Isn't that enough for you to get your smaller robot body? Yes. And I think there might be enough left over for, for another Colossus gift. Yep, they're two shards each. Or I mean, maybe more strider weapon. I mean, some other people might want to use those. <laughs> it begins. <laughs> I, I only give Algorithm two. No, well, we don't have to spend shards on his parts. If we can find someone with the appropriate word who doesn't, who has a spare month, just sit around and throw magic at whatever we're building. Yeah, we all have a spare month to go with. You know, all the time in the world. Well, I mean, Dead I suppose talk. I could like temporal bend. Yeah. Okay. Your lifespan is at five millennia. Or someone with the time word could just cast a miracle. Hmm. That's problematic. I mean, I've never <laughs> really done temple bending on that scale. What? It's a hyperbolic time chamber. Sounds dangerous. You, like, put the, I don't know, people inside of it, you go back in, they all died and turned to dust. Did you, did you put <laughs> air in the chamber? <laughs> well, no, I, I filled it full of time. There wasn't any room. <laughs> <laughs> or well, worse, they, freeze, they so come out of it problem. centuries later and suddenly they, they subsist on time and you're like 
Ooh, we didn't plan that. <laughs> in D&D oh, no. terms, I'd be a fane. <laughs> Turn into the lightning angels. Let me die. So, we have our shards. We're back in the Enclave. Kaifeng also had a uh, Earth-aspected Hearthstone on her person that she was using. Oh. Need to figure out what advances. You keep that congenial player sheet updated, gang. You keep it updated with all your loot. Because if you forget it, you won't have it anymore. Okay, so what we have is a minor logistics problem here. Which is? Well, I mean, we've got to pick our brains apart, effectively. Um, we need to get access to new spells. I do, at least. Um, the Jayborn were seemingly very unwillingly to let me have access to the sorcery records. Well, if you get access to that, between the two of us, we can probably cook up what we need. <sighs> we can I mean, go to like Rain... I can go to Rain Deathflyer, but after the way uh, Ichi was acting, I'm really curious to see what Rain's take on all this is. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be happy. Uh, the problem with going down there and learning new spells is that it's a week for first levels for Terrestrial Circle, uh, a month for Celestial Circle. Right. Um... And that's even if we have access to it. Like, sharing it between ourselves takes that amount of time, too. Unless right. Unless we have a special... Oh, Second thing. speaking of, did we steal any, uh, like, occult text from her that had copy of spells? Those don't really fit into, like, just books like that. She just have mm -hmm. that on hand. The other thing that we have to factor into is... Um... I'm trying to think here. Let's. We have to focus on capturing as much of her infrastructure as we can. And I mean, yeah, we're hand waving some parts of it, but we have to make sure that we get this fair folk connection dealt with first. Um, the second thing that we have to deal with is warding halt is not enough. We have to come up with some understanding of the local fair folk. I mean,. They unleashed the hunter on us. We may have to tell Rain in the first place just because he's one of the few people that marshal enough defenses to keep the hunter from overwhelming Halta. Wait, we haven't told anybody yet? I thought we did that, like, a month ago. No. I... Did we? Well, I, I told my followers, and I got a network of basically refrigerator units and supplies and emergency supplies all together. Yeah, yeah, but did we tell, did we actually tell any authorities within Halta? Did we tell any of the other exalteds in the area what was going down? Did we actually, you know, warn them? I may have told a few people, but they may not be in creation proper. Yeah, exactly. So I think we have a duty to at least warn everyone else that this situation is accelerating. Um, we have evidence that this lady basically triggered the fair, fair folk, and the fair folk brought brought a a behemoth slash abomination from the first stage in on us. Um, might want to watch your back, you know, at least as a courtesy. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought somebody else had already taken care of that. We should do that immediately. <laughs> Oops. 
Well, we got we got really busy trying to track down who was responsible, and we didn't think, oh yeah, let's warn everyone that you know an apocalyptic entity is walking around the landscape. So we might want to deal with that now. <laughs> we also probably need to take care of the fair folk. We've been kind of ignoring them. We should probably have some retribution on them for doing this to us. Well, I mean, we can, but do we really want to... The fair folk are basically the the final problem that we have to eventually deal with because, okay, no, that's the Hunter. Oh, Hubie. But the fair folk is now kind of a... They've already done what they did. We can get back at them at our leisure once we have the, the capacity of doing so without getting slaughtered by the hunter. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a priorities thing. And there is the fact that if we eliminate the fair folk, we just probably make ourselves that much more appealing in the eyes of Aaron. Does anybody actually have any plans on how to deal with the Arad? I've only been able to work on uh, damage mitigation. The champion had a seed of a plan which may not yet currently be possible, but may be worth considering. In Autochthonia, we experienced a crisis some years back involving a being of similar destructive power. In order to seal this, a municipal-scale weapon was used to banish it into a pocket dimension. It may be possible to replicate the effect in order to again seal the Hunter, in order to, at the very least, give us more time to develop a permanent solution. That could be interesting. I could uh, duplicate the effects with my knowledge of space and time. Obviously, anything that I've been using recently has been very temporary. Seconds, if not minutes. But if we were maybe able to create a very large network of power, I could create an essentially... Hmm. It would be a endeavor of immense proportions, though. And I'm not even sure it would work. We'd have to subdue him enough to actually trap him outside of, of time. Okay. Well, we're kind of hitting a point of choice paralysis here. We probably need to narrow down our options to vote. I, I feel um, the simplest method is simply to suggest a better target to it. What, a kaiju? Ooh. Ooh. Get our kaiju uh, exigent to throw monsters at the hunter. Yeah, that, would, that would solve two problems. <laughs> would this not be in opposition to his stated intention of creating heroes by causing destruction? Arad the Hunter appears to be exactly the sort of entity he would create intentionally. Yes, but whatever he has to create has to be able to handle Arad the Hunter or it won't be worthy of his uh, final efforts. We can spin it. Or, it's not as if there aren't a few other large, ferocious creatures in the world. I can think of one in Thorns, for example. 
Yeah, getting him all the way down there to deal with this one. We have to think some what we have locally is kind of our problem. He's walking all the way from the wild with a few other thousand miles. Hell, I could offer to expedite his trip. Yeah, out of character. Got it. That's one of the things I hate about Exalted is just, like, oh, just not a thousand miles. No big deal. <laughs> right? It's uh, not like there's anything important in the way. That's why I would expedite his trip. Yeah, but can you really expedite his trip? And would you really agree when you? you're an Exalted right there? I mean, you're an Exalted. They're the people that fucked him up last time. I don't think he's going to buy that you're not a uh, acceptable hunt. Well, that depends on how puny we look. He probably mm -hmm. has, has, has your has your have all of you developed your ego to the point where you need to look so intimidating as to be attractive to Arid the Hunter at all times? Act a little meek. It is likely he possesses his abilities intended to aid him in tracking prey. It is possible he would see through such attempts at deception. It's not a deception. In any case, we have some time to come to a conclusion on how we best approach this. We probably should take care of Chanta, though. Hmm. It's just kind of a, we have to figure out what we're going to do here. I think we probably need to, I think we probably need to at least warn people and put that as a priority. Maybe somebody that would have possible solutions. I mean, don't don't knock talking to an elder. Rain and his folk are the kinds of that that used to deal with the hunter in the past. Well, we are here. It may be prudent to indeed talk to an elder, as it's... the numerous eyes located around the enclave testified. We are already being observed. What can it hurt to have the analysis of the associate poli? Not a bad point. It's not a bad point at all. No argument there. I mean, worst comes to worst, we pull in allies, so if things go south, we at least have people backing us up in a fight. I mean, we're the freaking congenials, it's our MO. Mirage, what were your contacts saying about Harad? How was he defeated in the past? overwhelming force of numbers and uh, and armament. It's it's not a method we're likely to replicate at this point. Though I could see what might be managed, but there's no guarantee of it. Perhaps you can push some of your contacts to realize that this is perhaps a a greater threat that they seem to be taking than they seem to be taking. I will see what I can do. I hadn't had a moment to go follow up on it in some time, and I intended to do so anyway. I myself do not have very many contacts to pull on. I will simply be focusing on, again, damage mitigation and establishing a network so that we can easily navigate around here. Uh, not physically, but you understand. So, you wish to talk to your, uh, Centropolis? That's 
Indeed. Though it is not likely to be a conversation as you are accustomed to. The Poli are deeply in communion with the sleeping mind of the Great Maker. When they respond, it is often touched by a clarity that is difficult for those of lesser enlightenment to fully comprehend. Often it is more useful to use local systems than to attempt to contact the city directly. I will see what arrangements need to be made. Very well. Are you not worried that some nuance could get lost in the translation? It is likely there will be a great deal of nuance lost in the translation, but there is also a great deal of nuance that will simply be lost because we are unable to comprehend it. Patterns that will not reveal themselves until we are already beyond the point where it is capable, where we are capable of doing anything about them. It is not an act of maliciousness, merely that it is difficult for the Poli to comprehend the world at a human scale when they are continuously maintaining the civic infrastructure and dealing with innumerable other entities. They see things as a city or a nation, less like a person. Well, that's a hell of a conversation then. <laughs> to be fair, it is frequently illuminating. They know much, even as they fax it of their long lives, and with their somewhat tenuous as connection to the Maker, they know a great deal more. Mm. Frequently, wars or other disasters have been averted from a casual word from the city to those who did not even comprehend the fall of its import. Well, if we're going to make a warn everyone and talk to the elders run, this will be the best time to do it. I mean, at least... We won't sound like complete idiots. We're just letting this thing go and, oh, yeah, we'll deal with it. <laughs> you know, it had been one of those. Oh, it would have been nice if you told us. <laughs> Hello? Oh, I think, think Max's connection is going a bit funny. No. Just looking something up in the compass. Oh, okay. Your thing was on, but we didn't hear anything. Oh, okay. So what is the decision you guys have come to regarding this? Oh. oh. I was well, right. It, uh, in uh, the Centropolis, the preserved body of Classlat, the founder of the nation, is still preserved. And you can go talk to it. Yeah, you, pardon me. Yeah, you can. It's like a full, like, life-size preservation of the body with like metal and a face mask on and stuff it's a nice little glass display case and you can insert a glot into there and it'll give you a fortune not quite commercial <laughs> <laughs> class lat knows all hand moves over to the light bulb that says future well there's a thought I can use the word of time to actually glance into the future I can use a miracle of it but that's... That sounds awesome. That sounds like we're getting into... Uh, great curse territory. 
predestination <laughs> paradox. Yeah, that too. Chaos Seers. Yay, fun stuff. Who taught you that word? <laughs> <laughs> That's for real sidereals. Well, the problem is that he would have to have a specific time to look for or something. You could always go wake up Upsetsu Valley and ask him. What a great idea. <laughs> well, realistically, we, we should, even if we don't have a specific final path against our uh, determined, there's plenty of actions we can undertake in the meantime. Also, you can Actually, just make a miracle of time to be like, show me what happens when we fight Arid the Hunter, and then you can see what happens. Yeah, but I don't really find that to be too useful. Yeah, it'll probably show us dying because we don't know anything right now. It was going to be great, too. I had like a whole scene played out in my head. Yeah, it'll be like uh, going into Lavos right when it's first possible to do that. I was thinking the scene from South Park where they send Kurt Russell into the uh, Nightmare Land where the Woodland Critters are. Ah, uh, no one got that reference. No, sorry. Imagination Land. They send him through no. a Stargate. It's great. Listeners who know Star uh, South Park will get it. No, I, I get it. It's just, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Imagination land. Oh yeah, and Santa Claus and Jesus were there, and a whole bunch of. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that was a weird episode. And Mr. Hanky was involved, and I tend to blank those out of my brain. Yes. I have selective amnesia when it comes to that. So yes, what was the uh, what was the decision? I don't know. Think we made one. I'm willing to. I'm voting. Go talk to the elders. Which elders, though? Do we talk to the Petropolis? Do we talk to the lunar elders? Do we talk to the sidereal elders? Yes. We... we do not. Well, well first, okay. Elders. I'm sorry. My vote is first we warn people, then talk to the elders, and we talk to them in order of ease of access. So should we get this ball rolling then? Would any of you be allowed into Autochthonia, though? No. No. Not off the top of my head, no. no. Hell, the next event horizon isn't even going to happen for the next, like, month or so. Hmm. Well, I suppose we'll have to deal with a uh, really cheap text input thingy, then. What, if the Emperor had text-to-speech? <laughs> or that scene from Alien where uh, Ridley's talking to Mother and Mother's giving her way more specific advice than a computer could ever give you. Like there was something specifically wrong with Mother. Well, she was <laughs> like, what do I do? The crew is dead. And she was able to parse that conversation. If I was a computer from, like, reality, I'd be like, I don't know what any of those commands are. The crew's dead? What's a crew? Is that a data value in my program? Uh, are you talking about the crew of this ship? The crew of another ship? They're dead? What does dead mean? Who said that? Who are you? What's your login? Mm-hmm. Would you like me to <laughs> launch a Clippy? <laughs> or that program Although... they make in, uh, in, uh, The Thing, where Wil Wilford Brimley creates this, this computer simulation, and he's like to the computer, how fast will the rate of infection spread? And the computer says on screen, the computer, the infection will cover the entire world. Projection is that everyone will be converted into these alien things. And it's like, how does the fucking computer know this shit in the 1980s okay, yeah. in Antarctica? 
It was okay. programmed for that very, very specific eventuality. Obviously, it was a, a epidemic computer. I want to believe that the that Wilfred Brimley hallucinated that conversation, and then he invented that PowerPoint presentation later on to show the gang because he was a cr critter. Mm. <laughs> but to answer the aliens one, um, there's a real easy solution to that. Um, if they ever had AI smart enough to create androids, I'm sure they could have crippled one and put it on board a ship as a ship brain. That makes sense, but I don't think the Nostromo was ever meant to find uh, LV whatever. I think it was just a crapshoot of any ship could have found uh, aliens. Also, it was like a old big rig, so I don't know how advanced it would be. But if you follow the theory that they had meant to put the Nostromo near that alien signal, then that makes sense. Yeah, that mother would be planted there. That's true. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm also not. Well, I mean, it's the par it's the paradox of that movie. We'll just believe that '80s tech is that great in the future. Sure. Space. Well, '80s tech allows you to uh, create entire women from typing on a keyboard oh just by hand. Oh my god, that got a TV <laughs> series. I know, and she was retcon retconned into a genie. That actually makes more sense than 80s computers being able to do that. They Well, no, they accidentally summoned her via 80s computers. Mm. And yeah, her bottle was the computer. Oh. So 80s computers were, are all sorcery and pentagrams under the hood. Shazam! Yep. He was in a boombox. Kazam. Hilarious. So, wishing machines aside... <laughs> you, guys, you're gonna, you guys are going to head back to the Enclave? Yes. I thought we were already at the Enclave. Time passes and you are at the Enclave. Okay. Well, well. we need to warn Halta... Again, yep. I oh. we had already done that. Shoot. I need all the shards to make that at copy because I need to uh, install the base gift. Do we need any shards for anything else currently? Just Gary's War Strider. His second rate War Strider. Will Shut up! <laughs> he will always be second to. Uh, <laughs> Max's all-consuming shard machine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you level up Max fast enough and he becomes a Petropolis, he'll eventually start generating his own celestial shards. No, it's wait, really wait. hard to cart... Oh, wait, I can still cart him around. How about that? Boy, I, the way I figured, it's going to be like a giant headmaster thing where he's got a lesser horse rider that transforms into the head, plugs into the main body, and then, you know, we walk around when he's not in city mode. So I'm just going to neighborhood relocation him everywhere. Well, that's just when he's in spaceship mode. Oh, wait, we've got spaceship mode now, too? Is that the step up from city mode? Yeah, when you plug the sidereal uh, navigator core into the, into the unit. You gotta find you yourself gotta find a directional him. titan. And you gotta plug him there in as go. a metropolis into it. Yeah. Just, that, that can only just, go well. Just like Supreme Omega Weapon. Yes, we know who you're referring to. <laughs> She'd probably be a lot more amiable if she hasn't been kicked out of a tower. She's but pretty she amiable all around. That's true. 
Anyway, we should probably focus on task at hand. Tasks, plural. Okay, let, let, let's let's. You're in that. the enclave. Max is getting retrofitted. Your war strider is in one of their silos, I guess, and they're just playing around with it. Okay. Probably the first thing to do was to talk to Shanta. That's the easiest task and most straightforward. Shanta is Shanta nearby. Is here we can just go and do that. So let's just go and do that. Hopefully they won't be too mad. All right. Just want to All let right. you know that a behemoth may come knocking on your door. This is going to go great. The Don't capital. Let's look at you. The capital of Shanta, city in the trees, large, crazy trees, large, enormous city, canopies blowing out the sun, trade, hustle and bustle, uh, tree people, monkeys, cats that are intelligent. All of these things are Shanta. Yay, Shanta. We need to talk to somebody who can freak out for us leadership structure. I actually don't know of leadership structure of Chanta. We just talked to that guy without a face. It's great or a window for a face. We just talked to a man without a face and that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are... There's nobility and ruling caste in Chanta and I'm pretty sure they vote by drawing lots and stuff. So there's a, a ruling caste and... Your five-ish exalts, so I'm almost certain they'd want to uh, they'd want to meet with you. They probably wanted to meet up with us for a while now. Yeah, passing. Yep. That's all good. How are we gonna approach this? Do we just like drop this bombshell on their laps and then leave laughing? Mocking. No. We are going to. Or rather, you are going to tell them what is uh, what's going on, and we are going to inform them that uh, that they have almost nothing to worry about because that we have contingency plans to handle the situation. But just in case, you're going to be coming up with plans to ensure the safety of the populace. Oh dear! Very well. This is going to go over. Exactly as well as we imagined it will. <laughs> Pain, death, fire. Um, I need to call a quick break. Sure. We're back. Uh, unfortunately, um, Joe is still being roughed over by that cold that seems to be going around and uh, had to call for the night. But we're back on track. What is up, guys? Well, we were in Chanta about to address the... Uh the nobility. Yep. Alright, uh, one of the uh, noble people in Shanta uh, is, has agreed to meet with you. Um, he's, you know, middle-aged, uh, looks Shantanese. Uh, his name is... I think I have a name off the top of my head because I don't know what any of the names of the Shanta nobles are. His name is... Nope, got nothing. He's a guy. Okay, guy one. <laughs> He's a guy. Sorry, guys. The illusion is broken. I didn't have anything for this guy. But it's he right. is definitely willing to meet with you. Uh, he's sitting 
in a, a sort of communal meeting area for matters of state or, you know, matters of local politics. Uh, he is wearing the clothes the Shantanese wear. He has, like, some furs and stuff and, like, vine-based kind of accoutrements. Uh, he has tea prepared and food, uh, and there are people nearby doing light music in the background, uh, wind and uh, string instruments, and he just kind of gestures you guys to come on in and hang out. All right, so just to review, it's myself, the Magister, uh, Mirage in the background, yeah. uh, and Lee, uh, Max's attache. Yes. And uh, I'm going to assume that Mocking White Wind ran off to try to meet up with his lunar buddies. Yes. Yes. All right. Greetings. I assume... I am sorry that it has taken so long to meet with you. Oh, by, by all means. It's not often we get exalted coming through, uh, coming through Shanta. Uh, please. How can we help? What, what do you have to ask of us here? Unfortunately, uh, it's not so much of what we have to ask of you. It's, uh, we bring somewhat concerning news and I'm going to wait for his reaction he looks like he's expecting news like he's like oh okay the fair folk have both been prodded and have been trying to wrap around some of their perhaps our dealings, and it has sparked off a chain of events that The Fair Folk um, The Fair Folk intend all of us here a great deal of harm It's not specifically Chanta, but Chanta is like is perhaps likely to be caught up in the events It's a problem You've been having dealings with the Fair Folk. They're a contentious group. Dealings would not be our work, would not be our preferred term. The champion specifies the Fair Folk have been incited into more extreme action than usual through the influence of a member of the organization known as the Guild. In order to fulfill her desire in order to acquire new slave markets, they have incited a monstrous creature to return to creation from whence it previously occupied. To that end, the being is now on its way here, and the fair folk do not have any effective means to control or direct its actions. Based on descriptions, it is likely to be destructive once it arrives. Oh, uh, uh, what, what, what do you, what, what do you, what do you all mean? It is not perhaps as dire as his implication said. Simple. I say the fair folk have attempted to bring a great monster from the wild, um, and we are going to attempt to deal with it at some distance from Chanta, but uh, we felt it would be only appropriate to keep you in 
informed considering circumstances. What? Oh, okay, so so is there not a crisis? There is. You should be prepared for a crisis, is what we are saying. I nod, and the Magister here has plans to assist in those preparations. They may not be necessary, but it is always good to prepare. Yes. What What are we preparing for exactly? Is this Is this going to be like, um, like that Realm City Thorns? No, not something as drastic as that, but. But it is likely that if the creature comes anywhere near, it will be necessary to effect a full evacuation of the city. (laughs) And And all all outlying communities. Okay, so so what what exactly is the scope we're we're talking about here? What's what's going to happen to Shanta? You're, You're saying there's an emergency coming. We are saying that we need you to start stockpiling emergency rations and preparing disaster relief in the coming months. Is Shanta itself going to be attacked? Halta, what part? Where is it coming from? Uh, what uh, What should be we start? Is this going to be like a plague? Uh, will the land be blighted? Will people not be able to grow food anymore? Um... No, no, no. It, it is, as I said, a great beast from the water. But not, but not like the thing in thorns. No, of there will be no size and power. If you present an appealing target, it will come, and there is no force yet available to you capable of deflecting it. If you present a target, if you present any exceptional abilities, it will be attracted unless something of greater interest is calls its attention to it. And if such a thing should not be available, you will need to run. And it's been called to you, so you being here is attracting it? I, I'm, I'm it has afraid been called I'm... To this, it has been called by the fair folk. They cannot effectively control it. All they have promised it is a good hunt. If we are not available, or if it defeats us, it will be looking for the nearest available sport. As your nation is more developed than many of its neighbors, it will likely come here seeking the next best thing. Again, this sounds more dire than it will probably be. All things considered, most likely, nothing will change in the coming months. That is the optimal outcome that we will be able to deal with this silently and on the outskirts of Halta. However, things rarely go as well as we like them to do. So more than likely there will be villages that will be destroyed and people displaced. There will be no plagues. It will be a very obvious threat, a very giant physical threat. And people will be able to run from it and will probably be able to get away, but there will be panic there will probably be thieves and people taking advantage of panic. All right. Well, thank you for bringing this to my attention. And please definitely keep us informed on this. We, we would like to know 
how we could help within uh, reason, I suppose, to to avoid this. Yes, there are a couple of things. I have been preparing that exact same disaster relief. I have started channeling my essence towards certain containers that will allow us to preserve food and perishables. If I was able to get some access to some of your better food networks and perhaps get some of the state sponsoring to buy and store some of this food, it would be very helpful. In addition, in order to open a more effective line of communication, at least from us to you, I have prepared this writing utensil. If there is anything of import, it will begin to inscribe our message on nearby available writing material. I suggest you check it frequently. Alright, he kind of just takes it from you. So, so how exactly? Like, I know you explained it, but what, what should I do with this? Leave it near something to write on, and have someone check it every now and then. Alright. Out of character, it's just a pen I made, like, literally just a pen that I made, so that I can use a Mark of the Maker, or to use that take one action as if you were there, so I can write stuff with it. Okay. You could have also given him an Etch-a-Sketch and done the same thing. Oh yeah, but we want to preserve the mystique. <laughs> or a Ouija board. <laughs> it's, it's a writing implement of some kind. That's all that really matters. The Ouija board would have been great. It would have been like A-R-T-S-U-C-K-S. He's like, that is right. <laughs> Ooh, that could be a telegraph service. A waste of your talents, I say. A waste of your talents. Do you realize how much we could charge for that? Out of character, are we done here? <laughs> uh, out of character, I think we're done with Halta. Yeah, like the, the guy just doesn't really know what to do. You just told him that something horrible is going to happen, but you're like, we don't really know when or where or what it will really look like, but it's going to happen. He's like, okay... He's just trying to think of how to prepare for that. Basically, in the next... Just get prepared for the next couple of months. Yeah, but we haven't told him how other than to stockpile food and things like that. And we've also told him that that the Magister would be helping them come up with methods to do that. Yep. That's my job for this. <laughs> Yay. Alright, well, that's one errand done. Let's go. Let's go on the other errands. Which were... Yes, what do you want to do now? Halta knows, and they're they're keeping a line of communication open with you regarding this. They want to coordinate. I imagine they do. <laughs> we will... I, I suggest that one of your... Um, Attaches, not your attaches, your one of your followers. Keep have a specific job of keeping communications open with them. 
specifically algorithms. Mm-hmm. All right. It is likely this tunnel of communication will also be useful for routine diplomatic correspondence between you and the class lab enclave. If you have any message for us, you need merely write it near the implement and we will be able to detect it at our next regular check-in. Of course. Okay. So, next task was to talk to the Petropolis, right? Well, we have the Petropolis, and we also have my contacts, the Ushan, and we also have the, uh, have the gathering of sorceress materials. We could also go back to the Jadeborn and see how they can help us, though. My, uh, my thought is actually that one of the most expeditious ways we can handle a lot of things with respect to that so we could go back to the Jade Bar and speed us up there, and because I'm a quick study, I might be able to actually pick up the spells faster than you would, and then I can just reteach them to you. Well, I meant more about the, uh, more about Arid, and how they're, uh, they can help us, or we can help them. Two birds with one stone, right? Especially because that nearest I understand we're probably not going to be allowed to have the audience with class lad, right? No, we're probably going to have to do that to uh, hook someone's nervous system up to a computer thing. However, if we do do the Jadeborn, those tunnels might be useful for evacuations. That's a good point. We still need to come up with a way to defeat him, though. And I'm drawing a blank other than banishing him to the Negazone. <laughs> to the Negaverse with Queen Beryl? Yeah. To null space where he can keep the Vire or company. Look, it, it's actually... <laughs> Vire's like, like, huh, I like you. I'm gonna fill you with machines. <laughs> Look, out of character, all we have to do is build this little box on the bottom of the ocean and have me own it. And then you'll all effort tap him and then I will punch him to the bottom of the ocean and it will be fine. I'm sure that'll be... Perfect. Yes, and then the next time some major world leader disappears, he'll break out. That's how oh. all the box at the bottom of the ocean plans of the oh, city yeah, reels work out. That's been done before. <laughs> all right, but, but seriously, I say just because that the solution isn't evident, isn't immediately evident, does not mean we won't be able to come up with it as we begin to explore our various resources. Would also be nice to figure out exactly how my alternative self ties into this. If he intended this or was just a byproduct of his machinations. It might not be a bad idea to ask him. He's on the realm. He's at the heptagram. Again, I don't see a problem with this. He's in the realm. Actually, he's an anathema. No one hears anathema. True. We could just go to the realm. You just go to the realm. realm. There's a fucking yeah, boat fucking... that'll take you there. Wow, this is weird. <laughs> exalted, and none of us are anathema. We could just go to the realm. Yup. I mean, we'll be condescended to, but other than that. So before we go, we're going to try that uh, 
get it in touch with if the Harmagus slash class lat at the founder or plan. Alright, so you guys head back to the Enclave and you talk to the Enclave's uh, ruling bureaucrats and what? how can we help you, champion? What can we do for you? I desire an audience with Harmagus and class let the founder through it. They all kind of look at each other. Oh, is that all? Okay. Well, we we have a way to to facilitate that without the uh, without the pro the the razor project being online. Give a give us a couple hours. She lost faster than I was expecting them. He so, just know it's going to be some sort of body horror. So, a couple hours later, you're called into one of the labs. Wait, wait, we should probably, uh... Figure out what you're going to ask Classlat? Yeah. What exactly are we going to talk to him about? Or her? I don't know. It. Are we it's asking particular for advice? Important advice in general, but I think more particularly how to deal with the situation. Autocathonia is no stranger to giant rampaging monsters. And no doubt Classlet personally, Harmondris as well, and other cities to which they are connected have experience with dealing with destroyer outbreaks, which may be comparable. Basically, how do we deal with a threat that can't easily That's... be destroyed and is better to be misdirected or contained indeed though we may have to alter the advice somewhat given that in Otakotoni it is enormously irresponsible merely to misdirect a threat the whole of the world is the body of the maker and leaving a creature to damage it is to allow it to do harm unto God well we are all connected to the aspects of creation, so I do tend to agree with that, that uh, idea. Huh. I say, I say, pardon me, uh, algorithm. I, um, I realized that uh, earlier I proposed the idea of giving Arad a more significant target, but it is possible that due to your greater knowledge of the Great Maker, maybe there is a very suitable thing to point this monster at. And that I and that you might be more knowledgeable about it than I. Please elaborate. Out of character, Mirage wouldn't know the answer, but I'm sure there are plenty of things in Autocathonia that it would be great to point Arid at. I don't think we want an Arad in Autocathonia. No, but there are a few things in Autocathonia we would like out of it. Like the Shogun of Genocide. The Viator. No, seriously. The Shogun of Genocide. We should totally get him out of Autocathonia, loose him on creation, and let him deal with our ad. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I'd rather (laughs) not have 
Or the Viter. I mean, he can beat up on the sun, too. Or there are rumored uh, Remlinized cities. Those are always terrible in their own way. The wily nemesis. I mean, he would have an endless supply of magnificent targets to go after. He would be greatly satisfied, and he would be actually an asset rather than a liability. Except for all the holes he'd smash through everything on his way around. It's fine. Or, you know, the fact that cities would be pretty high up on the prey list. Right? That's like the first thing I'd have him go for. Gremlin cities. Yeah, Gremlin cities aren't close. You know what's close? The city he just transported into. (laughs) You just need to find a way to drop him in somewhere closer to Gremlin cities. Well, we could always... No, no, we couldn't. I was going to say we could give you some property in Autocathonia and you could punch him there. Ooh! That's a or great idea. Yet, send him to Malfi's. I don't... I think that's explicitly not allowed by my ability. Yeah, you can't go to Malfi's, but you can do Cecilyne. That works. So you'd enjoy playing with him. Can't go to Malfi's because it takes five days to cross and I didn't feel like entering... filling out the paperwork about why Malfius can't, so I just said no. But Cecilyne's good, so whoever understands the lore will get it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, point him at, at Isidorus. That'd be a fun fight. Also, why would you send Arid to Malfius? Arid's a behemoth made by the Titans. To kill things. Yeah, he's gonna walk into Malfius and be like, oh, hey, hey, guys, I'm gonna hunt you. And Malfius is like, don't do that. Get out of here. You got it, boss. Sorry for, uh, being in the way. Turns right around, walks out a few days later, we're looking at him again. No, I really like the idea of, of, of knocking him into some of the far reaches of Autocathonia, where he could do some good, but... We're not sending him to Autocathonia. Well, you guys haven't succeeded in dealing with the, this is obviously out of character with my character, and character has no knowledge of it. You guys haven't succeeded at dealing with the Gremlin cities of the Viator. No, we succeeded in dealing with the Viator. We threw him in a hole and hoped he would never come back. <laughs> yeah, met, that's always effective. Where he met the Ebon Dragon. <laughs> Palpatine. Palpatine was the one behind all of this. <laughs> <laughs> and the Shogun of Genocide technically works for Lord Ku. Lord Ku. <laughs> I'm He's Lord a- Koo. <laughs> he could probably take Lord Koo in a fight, but that's a different issue. <laughs> Alright, so, I guess back to character. Alright, I suppose that idea is not as useful as I hoped. It might be possible to convince Plasla to allow you passage if you were able to somehow safely relocate some of our problems into creation, though I doubt the collateral damage would be acceptable. For some reason, I suspect that neither of our entities want the other problems in each other's entities. I don't think we're doing, like, a problem exchange. That being said... We appear to have three options. We kill it, we drive it away somehow, or we trap it. 
I do not see any other options since it is likely we cannot negotiate with it. Why do we keep presuming we can't negotiate with it? We've managed to negotiate with every other implacable foe we've thus far met, and thus they turned out not to be so implacable. I think. Negotiation was hardly an implacable foe. So you're saying we can only negotiate with people that we don't think we can negotiate with, but those that we think we can negotiate with, we can't? Precisely, I think. Well, this is an interesting topic of conversation. Are we then going to ask as karma just how to deal with threats like this? Are there uh, any other pressing questions? I suppose asking for advice would be the best course of action. Uh, perhaps we will get lucky and we will be transmitted the plan for some sort of super weapon. I suspect if we go through the route of trying to trap it in the sp uh, outside of time and space, perhaps we can ask for it's some sort of uh, plans to construct on that sort of... As a salient point, the technology that was used to open the gate to creation was based on the weapon which was used to deal with the last threat of this nature. Interesting. So if we could harmonize that, that could work. I like this idea. Out of character? Okay, I think we can have this really trippy conversation. All right. So you're asked to come into the lab. They've done the work. And there is... Uh, uh, well, there's equipment in the lab. And the technicians are there, various priests, and the bureaucratic and academic and administrative parts of the, uh, what do you call it, the, the enclave. Um, so, we have some equipment set up to allow you to commune with the Petropolis through this outpost. We just need to find someone who's compatible with it. How do you know which ones are compatible? Well, we, we did a screening um, before we called you in here, and we found a few compatible people. Um, and the one that is most able to do what we need them to do is actually, he kind of just kind of fiddles with his hands, from your group of followers who hangs out here. I see. Are we sure they will need done lasting damage from the encounter? What? Oh, Ooh. from, oh, from <laughs> this. Um, we're sure that we wouldn't ask someone else to do it if we couldn't have done it ourselves. That is not quite the same thing, but it is likely the best we are going to get. Are they willing? Well, we haven't asked. We thought it would be uh, Im uh, improprietous to ask them on your behalf, seeing as they're your... Uh, staff. I'll have a word with them. Point me to the person. 
they, uh, they point out one of the mutants you hang out with. Um, there was what? There was the bee guy. There was... What was her name? The one that nobody liked. What do some of these people look like? These are your people. Well, no, Debbie and the bee guy, they actually got shipped out to the Jadeborn. Then they're not here, so... What are the other mutants and freaks? Uh, let's see. I believe there is a mutant... No, it's actually pretty normal-looking, except his eyes are empty. There's He has no eyes. So he keeps himself shut. Um, let's see. There's a guy with a third arm protruding from his back. There's a guy who has only one leg. Like, not like he's lost a leg, he's just got one leg. He kind of just hops around. Uh, a lot of the mutants are actually just mostly normal looking, or they dress themselves to look fairly normal looking. There's one person who has a kind of like a sloughed off face. Alright. They uh they point out the one that they want. It's uh it's a dude. He's I don't know, in his twenties. He's kinda of big. And uh he has like a like a rock in his head, like a stone that's been polished, just kind of jutting out of his head like it hit him. And just kind of hangs out there. Right. Like, that's the one. I will talk to him. And I, I go over to and kind of like do some general ease, easing into chats. Just asking how his life is doing, how he's liking hanging out around here, stuff like that. Maybe he likes it. He's a simple man. It's pretty good. See that rock in his head kind of made him think like a rock. Alright. The... There is an opportunity that has arisen. One that is dangerous and will probably leave you changed. Okay. We are asking for volunteers for somebody who will be willing to carry out this task. You are free to decline, and I would expect you to, because it is a life-changing and rather... You will simply not be who you were before. Is it important? It is important, and you'll become something greater than you are. Would you do it? I don't know. Okay. What? He'll just walk off to wherever you uh, you were coming from. Jeez, I feel awful now. Oh, <laughs> uh, listeners can't see the chat. All right, this Lenny-looking guy walks on in. Definitely a flowers for Alton on sort of thing. Yeah. He really likes the pet rats they keep here. They're very soft. He likes to pet them. <laughs> All right, so uh, they get a chair set up, and they just they just have him kind of sit down. They adjust it like it's, it widens and like lifts the back up because he's kind of a bigger dude. And they just put him in the chair, and they don't really strap him down or anything. They take like a large kind of uh, headset that looks like it's made of stone and has some metal going through it, and has coils of uh, 
uh, braided vines and metal coming out of it that's coming from the ceiling near one of those eyes that kind of always moves around looking at you. The red kind of LED eyes. And they just kind of put it on his head and adjust like a, like a belt buckle on it. I am concerned, but it doesn't seem to be any pain, right? He's just, he's just kind of ham-boning on his legs with his hands. And they all kind of move because there's like marks on the floor that kind of like light up on the panels and they everyone moves outside of that range. And uh, one of the administrators kind of just puts his hand on a tablet and sinks his hand into it. And there's a sparking sound and all the lights get really dim and there's a spotlight on the guy. He's looking straight ahead, not blinking. Oh, that's creepy. All right, champion. This is a. Uh, this is this is your thing. Someone hands the uh, the dude sitting in the chair like a pad with like writing utensils on it, like charcoal sticks. Great Harmodius, who was Klaslat. Great Chosen of the Maker, Centropolis of Klaslat, most beloved of the children of the Maker. I beseech you in humility and awe, hallowed is the Maker. Forgive the impertinence of this audience, this poor champions, uh, making bold to interrupt your contemplations. But the creation is threatened by a great threat, a monstrous being which we are told in ancient times did give hunt to the very sun itself, king of the gods. We beseech of you any advice, any word, anything at all which would assist us in preventing it from doing harm to the people here and limit the damage it does to the living world. We ask this in humility and respect. Alright, Lenny does nothing for a little while. Uh, then he starts drawing on that paper. He draws a man, a stick figure man, with a sunburst on his forehead. And then he draws a bigger man, much less distinct, uh, with a smile that goes like a horse across his head. Uh, and the man with the sun mark on his head uh, puts his hand through the horse smiling man. And then he puts a little axis over his eyes. And then he writes a question mark over the entire pad. So he's basically asking, why don't we just get a solar to punch him out? Mm. <laughs> The realm of the Solars is fallen. They are scattered to these eight directions. Sorry, the six directions. And, and those who yet remain are young, not yet come into the full flower of their abilities. There are none accessible who are equal to this task. Do you recommend we locate some and attempt to make them worthy? He draws another picture of that man with a horse face, 
like the kind of horse smell going across his entire head, like he's unzipped. And it's a picture of him with a stick poking a very cartoonish looking sun with it, and the sun like having lines coming of it like blood, and then a question mark over it. He's asking if this is the thing that, that used to hunt the sun. You said that right. This is indeed Arad the Hunter. Have you seen it in the dreams of the Maker? Gets a new page. Draws a picture of a stick man with a sunburst on his head. The guy with the horse smile. And uh, then he draws a bunch of houses with a stick figure body and like a face on the houses and then he draws another picture of the, the house head guy and the sunburst guy stabbing Arid a bunch and then high-fiving at the end and then them throwing Arid into a volcano and then the, the guy with the sun mask, sunburst dying of, I don't know, old age like he gets like a cane after a while and uh, the, the house-headed man uh, walks into a giant snow globe full of metal cubes and goes to sleep. Huh. Tag team? This may be a bigger issue than I thought it was at first. Yeah. Is that Autocathon he's trying to draw? He's trying to draw himself when he was a man. Oh. Oh. He's just... Oh. He's giving you a history lesson. Huh. You can infer this. So, he was part of the draws another picture of a bunch of houses uh, on top of trees. That horse-headed man stabbing the trees and stabbing people. It's fairly violent in its childlikeness. Uh, and then he draws a map like like a very crude map and he puts an arrow to that scene with all the people being butchered on that map and then he draws another arrow to another place and he makes like a little picture of a crude representation of the class of that enclave and then he draws another line way down into a, into the south and then he flips over and for the little picture of the south he draws a kitten a kitten yeah, like like a crude, like it's a ball, like it has a circle face with whiskers, little body, four legs that are like you know like a W almost, all screwed up, and a tail, it has like little fang teeth. So, there's a cat in the south. I'm not familiar with the imagery he's talking about. Okay, so there's a line in the. Is it perhaps a lunar? Could be a lunar. A specific lunar? One that's in the south? One who was around from many thousands. Lenny years shakes ago? his head. Just to say no. Okay, so not a lunar. He draws another kitty cat, same one. Um question. I've sort of been throughout the south, it's one of my facts. Is there uh is there a shot that I would recognize something of feline significance from the south. What's your fact? One sec. 
He's walked the rim through much of the east and south, and they made friends along the way, made friends with something he does. There's a legend of a sphinx in the south that uh, that was like a super predator that went to sleep in the first age, or in ages past. It was like a stalking behemoth. Huh. So it's suggesting that we use the stalking behemoth to stalk the... Draws another beast. picture of the kitten. The kitten has that horse-headed man in its mouth. The horse-headed man has X's on his eyes. Yes, but that's the problem of what happens with the, when the Sphinx is done eating. He draws a picture of a kid sleeping under a pyramid uh, with, with that dead guy. Oh. Oh. Holy Harmatus, we thank you for this insight. And we thank you for dining to depart your contemplations to, to interact with us. Please return to your reins of clarity with our gratitude. The uh, the lights uh, go bright again. The spotlight from the eye turns off and uh, Lenny kind of snaps out of it like he was in a dream. They take the helmet off him. He walks off. He's fine. Oh, well, that was a lot less damaging than I thought it would be. All the technicians are looking at the pictures he drew with reverence and consider putting them on their freezer. Even time, he'll gain like 300 IQ points and then end up even worse than he is now. I should probably check up on any routes now. I'm thinking pretty far, aren't you? <laughs> Alright. So it's suggesting that we uh, wake up another behemoth that will convince it to attack Arid and assumingly this particular behemoth will be happy with that and will go back to sleep. Oh, I think I have a little bit of research to do then. Agreed, but I think we should come up with some alternate plans as well because I'm concerned that a battle of giants might leave more devastation than simply well, we should have some alternate plans as well I would like to note that it is likely there will be a great deal of religious upheaval over this conversation this is more than we knew about the life of class lot then that has been revealed in this conversation than was ever previously known. And no doubt it is going to make some people in class love very happy when it comes to extolling the virtues of our nation. And wow. any other nations very unhappy. Why would they be unhappy about this? Because now they will want the same sort of information about their founders. Until such time as they have it, Klaslat will have a monopoly on religious esprit maker knowledge which will grant them yet more of a sheen of uh, rightful hegemony. Previously, only Sova possessed the like with the claims of the Petropolis of Luke's, the twice-exalted who was previously of the lawgivers. 
it is likely this will become a point of religious brinkmanship. But that is not your affair. Perhaps it not. Is... But if you... I do have very much experience with simply being around house battles and house wars. and They're not pretty, is what I'm trying to say. So... This itself is not a particularly great point, but besides the other potential enclave that we have detected, Classlet will be gaining both a great deal of attention and disapproval from having breached into the creation. This is one more weight onto the scales for both sides in what may eventually provoke an incident. We must be very careful about this sort of thing in the future. I mean, the administrator's like, or not the administrator, just in general, the softest interpretation of that was Classlat uh, remembering a past life before he exalted. Which alchemicals do. The or softest being... interpretation. Yes. It goes up from, he was an alchemical in creation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He goes up. It goes up to he was a mobile Petropolis in creation that walked into Autocathonia. Religion's funny that way. Dog dogmatic wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a holy war right there. That will be awesome to observe. I mean, we should prevent this <laughs> because the official dogma is they were all humans. Then they went off at one point and came back as the first champions. Were human sized. And then Classlat, or this one in particular, grew into the first city. That's what they all tell of themselves. This is definitely a schism right here. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> going to get stabbed in the jugular over to Christmas dinner for this. <laughs> I... There's a... I need to take these three out away from any other eyes and ears. Except the uh, obviously the uh, the all the omnipresent eye and ear of our, your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No, I wait. Mean, what? <laughs> Who said that? Yes, mysterious, uh, mysterious disembodied voice, like a giant pyramid triangle with the eye on it, the Illuminati eye. Whoop! Gotta go. <laughs> you saw nothing. All right, so outside and away from prying years except for the city itself. Out in the distance, Lenny right, is playing man. catch with one of the Autocathonians. I'll go talk to him later, but for the He's moment... basically a uh, minor saint at this point. Uh, I'll I deal with that later. <laughs> but this... I did not realize this was such a, good a big deal to learn about your... Uh, I suppose I should have realized it earlier. That was a lot of information. And while it's sketchy, I am in tune with the flows of time. If perhaps we were get to be able to get a location, I might be able to get a specific and accurate report of 
the fall of Erod with either the past life of Klauslot or Klauslot himself. Will the map we have be any use in determining this location? Autocathonian and locator technology usually hones in on specific concentrations of material, not sites of particular import. This... This would probably be more under the purview of Mirage. As I... This is very far in the past, and so it requires a bit more precision than my normal gazes into the flow of time. I'd say, well, it's... I will not be able to snatch this information out of thin air, but I'm certain that there are some archives I can check. It's simply that I know who was involved. Now that I know who was involved, and if I know the location, I am certain I will at least be able to glean some information from it, which may be useful in your political endeavors and perhaps in our uh, entire battles with Arid. Basically, out of character, I could probably use like the uh, the word of time to glance back at the entire battle between this and not have to rely on stick figure uh, drawings. Hey, those are holy relics you're talking about. <laughs> so, what's next? Mirage's bosses? Over T? Let me just quickly talk to Lenny, see if he's okay. I think that, you know, probably the game plan after uh, after Magister talks to his uh, that, after Magister talks to Lenny is going to be that uh, I will probably help the Magister get back to the Jade Horn so he can do his research, then I'll go off to heaven to do my research and then I will come back and pick him up and report back here, by which point you should hopefully be finished doing your retro bidding. Errands, yay! I think this works. Alright, so what's the plan now then, guys? What I just said. Alright, well, what do you want to tackle first? Well, so... I think the first thing is the Magister's going to have a conversation with Lenny. If it's not really of in... There's not a lot of significance, I'm afraid. He's totally okay. That's well, good. Okay, yeah, Lowe has that conversation it, then. It was super non-invasive. Um, but it could have been. To, uh, so, Max asks if we want to deal with the tunnels when we go to the Jade Horn. I was under the impression that, that you... Uh, that you, uh, algorithm, are going to have to do a lot of repair and retrofit uh, during the meantime. Does that still need to be done, or are we assuming that's done by now? I thought Tabble, or uh, Devin, rather, said that it would only take a short time. A day to fix all your shit. You're good to go. Well, if we're going to go do the tunnels, my thought was that I was going, was that while you were doing that, I was going to drop 
the Magister off with the Jadeborn to study his sorcerer's texts, and then I was going to do my research in Heaven's Archives. But if you are not busy uh, having to do retrofitting or otherwise developing new protocols or munitions, then I could bring you along and you could both interact with the Jadeborn while I do my research in Heaven. That sounds reasonable. We'd... Alternatively, because the Jadeborn tunnels aren't really a high priority, uh, Magister could learn a sorcery with the Jadeborn, and uh, Harrison Investing Algorithm could continue trying to commune and check archives, which, because of the Noetic Archive, you know, the Enclave has access to information and whatnot, uh, while you do your heaven stuff. Oh, that's even closer to the original plan. I'm in favor of this. And I can build your War Strider parts. Yes! Guns. Lots of guns. Well, actually, the Force Projection Jewel is technically a gun, but it's been so all of it, but you'd all get the idea. Do ask your uh, algorithm, do ask your people to try to look up uh, some ways to modify the Stargate program, the Razor, Project Razor, to perhaps banish Arad if this, things go south. Uh, these spies who stole the information from... Oh. Oh no. Oh no what? Yugash. Yugash was responsible for the original... Or, or rather, final solution into the Viator problem. Out of character, don't use that. Don't use those terms together. And it is from Yugash that our spies stole the information we used for our own Project Razor. It is likely at the very least they are unhappy with this, and also highly probable they have also made a breach into creation. They are the most likely candidates for the other potential autocotonian and breach we detected to the south. Well, one thing at a time, yes? Indeed, but it may at some point be prudent to go there and discuss with them. Still, I think we might be able to use your, uh, what were they called? The... If we if we pair it with my abilities, I believe we can use it as a banishment technique. Mm. So, downtime montage, or do we want to go to the Jadeborn, deal with their problem, then split up for our montage? Oh, the Jadeborn problem is its own entire adventure. We're not doing that. <laughs> that's a that's a dungeon. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. So let's deal with you, Sean, first, because that's stuff I have prepped for kind of right now. Outstanding. And then we'll go back. To... Oops, sorry. Oh. One day we're going to have to barge Bar into heaven and then see what it is Mirage is hiding from us. <laughs> Are we too poor? Is he ashamed to be seen with us? Yes. <laughs> that big part of it. All right, so we'll do heaven and then we'll bounce back to you guys. All right. All right, so you sojourn to the nearest Yushan gate. Show them your papers, you're exalted, the, the lines let you in, and here you are, the heavenly city, 
Barges made of clouds ferrying people to and fro. A city the size of the Blessed Isle full of pagodas and buildings and infrastructure and gold flowing through the streets and wine everywhere. It's all Dionysian and whatnot. Uh, structures, bureaucracies, paperwork, couriers, dinosaur people. You, Sean. People love that shit. I was just saying, it's got to be a little bit Apollonian, too, considering the sun is the damn king. Everyone loves the sun. There's statues of him everywhere. They're all flexing and pointing towards the Jade Pleasure Dome. Okay, yeah, that, then again, when you, when you add that term, the end, it does go back to the Dionysian. Okay. Um, and half of those statues have statues of Luna fondling at them. Oh, for God's sake. taught you that word. <laughs> well, I mean, some of them are Luna fondling him. <laughs> sure, why sure. not? She's displaying her power. I, I don't know. You take a riverboat to wherever it is you're going along the many canals that exist in Yushan. The sides of the, of the canal bank are lined with artists punching out masterpiece after masterpiece in oil colors and haikus. It's great. Yes, it is. And bourgeois. So very bourgeois. Yes, but you're not here to make that complaint. And the night of you, Sean, can get overwhelming, but it's nice and small. All hail class lat, kill the czars. Oh, dear. Anyway, I'm not sure whether to go to... uh, Well, I guess there's two questions. Obviously, I need to go uh, to the... um, to the convention on on uh, would be beasts. Behemoths would be under beasts. Yeah, the convention uh, on behemoths. You've talked to that one guy. Remember, you sent him updates. Yeah, and uh, I, I suppose I would want to go again and, and see what more there is. See if there's been any progress updates. See if I get any of the history of. Anyone who's ever fought him before... Alright, so, like I was saying, you're on your boat, you head over to his office, Uh, his name is Silverflame Fox, he is ostensibly a bronze faction sidereal, he is a chosen of secrets. He's a man in his mid-40s, salt and pepper hair, Uh, he dresses in a kinda nice yukata suit kind of affair, has glasses... Um, wears his badge on his like his badge of office on his suit so people just know that he's out and about working he's just there in his office the office is lined with posters and crude drawings of behemoths and sightings and uh, secondhand witness accounts of things throughout history I give the polite uh, knocking and uh, then let myself in the door Come on in. How's it been? It's been productive. I have reports of some sort of entity in the West that I've been tracking for the last little while from fisherman accounts. Uh, people think that it's the uh, the ocean-walking man, but I think it might have something to do with a first-stage deliberative project. I'm not too sure yet. Still gathering information. Out of character, I assume that the name of all of them is known. Yeah, it's obscure as shit. Oh, okay. It's not like he goes around saying his own name. I'm all of them. I'm so sad. My eyes have been punched out. I'm so sad. Well, yeah, but 
this guy, but this guy is the head of it, so he'd probably refer to him as old with that. Well, Would he? Not. Maybe he's but, not. Or maybe right, he's then. just not saying it to you because you aren't important enough to use real words for. Oh, for God's sake! I'm not. You're not even here, and I can't get away from your snark. <laughs> the you are wearing the Google glasses, remember? No, I'm not. Those are in my pocket right now. Mirage will remember that. Yes, I will. Anyway, um, so I say, so I say, what makes you think that it's a that's a first stage project? Sighted near uh, the sun, near areas of wreckage of previous realm shipments seems to only show up when the realm's having problems during storms or uh, tidal issues. Um, stays near certain areas that could be an underwater manse or. It could be a leviathan of some sorts. Not too sure yet. Interesting. I said, uh, I, I said, is that the uh, is that the one that's been most obviously active lately? Well, they're they're never really obviously active, except for Juggernaut. But um, you know, it's just just sightings I've been collating. How can I help you? What are you doing here? Right to business, I suppose. I have two questions. Well, I'm, I'm working, so I, I am I, right to business. That, that is true. Um, so, two questions. Uh, first would be um, a news on Arid. You were my news source on Arid. I've been checking archives, but he's notoriously difficult to track down. Well, uh, I, I, I figure as much, but I... Well, just want to check and see if you've heard anything else new. Anything else new regarding him? Uh, I have nothing else to report. I'm keeping my eyes open, trying to find it. I said the. I, I continue. I say, since you've been collating all this information, is it possible I can take a look at the file, see the histories on him? Yeah, sure. He uh, he leads you over to one of his. Uh... He has like a chest full of scrolls that are kept like dried and whatnot. They've been retranscribed onto enchanted vellum. He starts pulling them out and handing them off to you. He's opening up his own. So, as far as I can tell, Arid the Hunter was made by the Titans. He was the pri primal archetype from which predators came from. They all kind of have a link to him. Uh, his body pattern came after mortals were made. There's a note about that in one of the Covenant... And he, like, brings up a big metal book from behind. Uh, this is a, the Covenant of Atokthon. Um, we have copies here and there that we find from before the Great Maker left, and they make reference to him showing up after uh, humanity showed up, but there's not a lot in here that really helps for that. Uh, he hunted the sun and the moon before the Exalted became real. He was killed and hunted for sport and was last seen being banished beyond the world uh, before the, the fall of the First Age. Uh, which book on Autocathonian book did he say he had? The Covenant of Autocathon. It's, you know, it's just a copy I have here. It's... Out of character, out of character. What is that book? It's not. It's a book about a talkthon. Oh, okay. It's, it makes sense. It just—it strikes me as an odd name for a book about a talkthon. Um, okay. Um, so back in character, uh, I would say 
I would I would ask. Um, so, do they have any uh, any records about uh, about the exalted who managed to chase them out? Is there a roll of names or anything like that? Or place. Or place. The hunter was hunted several times. I'm trying to check personal accounts. I've been interviewing gods that might have been present during the time. I, I spoke to Atlat, actually, about this. And from what I was able to glean from him after we did some favor trading was that uh, there were a few cases where a young uh, solar would go out with his uh, with with his his family or his circle of companions um, and they would go and hunt him as a, as a proving method to show that they've they've learned their skills. Arid was sometimes kept locked up or, or in bindings and released as a, as a sort of uh, like like how a like how a fox is released and dogs hunt them. Uh, so just an individual young solar or a circle of them. That I I, I just I just shake my head and go. I guess what they say is right. Those uh, they can be impressive. Him and whatever companions were going with him. Not necessarily an entire circle of lawgivers, but. You know, oftentimes a solar would have him released and hunt him with his companions. I say, did he? Were there any records of him fighting any other behemoths? Yeah, definitely. Um, he he's had run-ins with all sorts. Of, he's hunted almost one of everything: uh, gods, spirits, incarna, demons. Uh, he never touched the titans, but uh, anything that lived, anything that could be hunted, he would hunt. Is there, um, is there any, um, I said, could you, uh, inform me if you, if you're aware of another behemoth, uh, one more of the south, uh, sphinx-like appearance? Yeah, the southern sphinx. Did he ever have a run-in with that one? I, I don't have any records of it. It came, southern sphinx came up recently in, uh, in one of my conversations related to him, and it seemed that they had some relation, but I wasn't sure what it was. I thought you might be able to help me figure it out. Uh, the Southern Sphinx was a companion of a lawgiver. When the lawgiver failed, it became dormant. It was never seen or heard from again. Oh, so it, it, it has uh, some type of link to a specific uh, solar exalt? That's what all the frescoes and uh, murals we were able to find seem to indicate. Huh. Too bad we don't. Uh, too bad we wouldn't have any idea which one that is. Oh well. Hmm. I give some. I just look thoughtful for a couple moments, and I say, "Well, I'm going to keep." I'm going to keep my eyes open. I'm going to try and set up a more extended network so that way we can keep you better informed. Because if we're dealing with this one and it's more active again, all right, I mean, might as well uh, got to do whatever we can to keep you informed. All right. That works. Our departments can definitely work together on this. Okay. Th thanks again. I appreciate it. And after that, I excuse myself unless he, has a, he specifically wants to ask of me. No, oh, he gets back to work. All right. 
Um, Southern Sphinx. I'm trying to think. Who would know about that? I guess I could go to the Bureau of... Or I guess I'd go to the Bureau of Humanity and ask uh, on the uh, Convention of Exaltation if anyone knows about that connection. Behemoths are fairly hard to track because they're... Like, he knows a bunch about the Redwood Mantis and its, like, habits and stuff, but behemoths are hard to track when they're not uh, active because they're so old and there's so little lore on them. Oh, yeah, that's what... Uh, I'm sure of that. However, what I'm curious is if anywhere in the history and files of the Exalted, it would indicate that one of the Solar Exalted um has a link to this particular to the to the particular sphinx and who probably has that file my guess is it would be Lytek. i mean yeah but he also thinks you're a cunt so he doesn't want to hang out with you probably that's true in a past life i probably i probably held him against the wall while another while another one of my uh number of the vacuum cleaner up to his closet prize stuff yeah, he's not a big fan of you guys. Yeah, there's probably no other way to get that info right now. You could talk to your benefactor. That's true. We're gonna... Uh, he wasn't gonna ask me to do something at one point, and uh, hasn't yet. It would be a great opportunity for him to add another thing to my plate. So, why not? Alright, uh, your benefactor is Fawn Sandal. Uh, she's a chosen of battles, and she's your quote-unquote mentor. Okay. Um, and obviously she works on the, uh, she works in the Bureau of Destiny. Does she have a convention she specifically is on? Convention of Death Lords. Ah, she, she's not the head of that convention, is she? Yes. Interesting. I assume probably also Ron's factioner. Um, ostensibly, but not in a way that's really vocal. And she's not as much of a hardliner as Ketchup Card. I mean, you know. Yeah, she uh, she's more about the work than ideology. Mostly because I there, that. mostly because there's not really a conversation. There wasn't really a conversation to have until the Solars came back. It was more like an armchair thing, and she just wasn't that interesting. Let's face it; she's got enough else on her plate. She's head of the convention on Death Lords. Exactly. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go bother uh, her at work. She's not at work. Uh, she is at the estate of Toshiro. No way. Okay, that's fun. How did I find out she was at that? How did she, I find out that she was visiting Toshiro? You asked her assistant. He, he's an old Tarok Dragon King. He told you. Ah, Okay. Very well, then. Yes. Are, are you going to go see her? Oh, uh, why not? 
Oh, good. He uh, he goes behind his desk and picks up a giant box full of paperwork with like straps in it. Put that on your back and bring it to her. I just I just give him this like dry look, like really. Yes. <laughs> if you I can lean, you can clean. clean. I just shake my head and say, all right, all right. I will, uh, I will bring the box of paperwork. I said, you realize, of course, that I bring, when I bring this to her, she's simply going to say that she's going to have to come back to her desk to do it here. It's also a really good excuse for you to go to the mansion she's at off work to talk to her. It makes it look like you're not encroaching on her personal time. It makes you look like a really great guy. What do I know? I'm only agent beyond reason and an assistant to the Sidereal Exalted. And that is why you are still so highly prized and respected. That's right. Thank you very much. I will go be a good little messenger. By the way, what's his name? Um, Engine Seer Blackwing. That's a Terra. Yep. Watch out. He probably has that Magitech Dark Path. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Engine Seer seems to be a popular name in Death's Kings. All right. I heard that. <laughs> so let's uh, let's take the paperwork and uh, go bug my ball. Well. You're not my manager. I have a manager. It just happens not to be her. Alright, Toshiro's mansion is as extravagant as you remember it the last time, full of trophies of long-dead monsters of horror. And, yeah, when you approach, you're let in by the servants and elementals and spirits that guard the place. And, uh, you're... Uh, Fawn Sandal is actually speaking with one of Toshiro's assistants in just a meeting, and then that, is, that meeting ends, and that assistant leaves, and you're just in kind of a common tea area, and tea is being served. There's a, uh... Damn it, what's the real name for a hopping puppeteer? Hell if I know. Oh, well, there's a hopping puppeteer here. It's serving. Oh. I'm gonna have tea, unless my Unless if my mentor is immediately running out the door. Oh. Hello. What are you doing here? With a heavy sigh, I put down the box. I said, bring these your way. Oh, perfect. She opens the box and moves the papers from the top of it. And on the inside of it, there's a bottle of wine with a label on it and a tag from Atlat. Like his mons is on it. And she takes that. Would you like to join me for a drink? When have I ever been in a position to say no to that? It is blood wine that Atlat makes. He's just gotten into it recently. And I promised I would test I would taste test it for him. I would be honored. So yeah, you guys have a drink. So how are your projects going along? The convention on the outsiders. The strangers. Strangers. The other Chthonians. Yes, they are 
interesting, to say the least. I say, uh, I, I say, I've, um, I'm putting together a very, very extensive report. It is actually quite difficult to do justice to some of their more intricate rituals in text. Fascinating. Are they, uh, right. is it true that they have, um, chosen of the great maker with them? Actually, that is absolutely true. Um, I have a, I've been keeping close tabs on uh, on one of their more conventional chosen, but I get the impression that that their that their chosen are not merely odd in terms of their culture or the nature of their of their of their charms, but that they also seem to change with time. In ways that, 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 I guess that's perhaps the word doesn't do it justice. They grow. Hmm. Well, that lends credence to some of the paperwork we've dug up. Uh, I, I've been working with um, Toshiro here and consulting with, um, oh, what was his name? Silverflame, uh, regarding the various historic monsters that have existed, and some of the giants made of metal aren't just golems in history. Some of the more famous ones, or the more striking ones, uh, it seems might actually have been pre-Exodus champions, so... I say, yes, I say, well, like, I've recently come into some knowledge that would seem to confirm it as well. Uh, a pre-Exodus champion was apparently, at one point or other, involved in one of the hunts of Ar against Arad the Hunter. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I was curious, and I was actually going to ask, uh, Toshiro the same, uh, when I had a moment, but you wouldn't happen to know anything about that particular history, uh, regarding him, would you? Unfortunately, no. My area of expertise has been focused mainly on the Threshold and the Blessed Isle for the last little while, trying to see how the realm's reacting to the Thorn situation and how the, the various tributary states around Thorns is dealing with its master. Very. I, I was hoping to reach out to Toshiro as he's they are a bit of an up-and-comer in the last, uh, last few months here with their exalted champion. I was seeing if I could gain some insight into the the beast that rules thorns, ways that it might be dealt with. I'd say the uh, Death Lords don't yet have a strong foothold on the Blessed Isle, I hope. No, but how the realm reacts colors will, will color how our convention reacts to the Death Lords for centuries to come. Oh, certainly. Well... When the uh, when the realm sneezes, the rest of creation catches cold. Yes, we're hoping we can find some way to exploit some of the aspects of uh, the thorns in encampment and use that as a way to leverage the realm into being able to deal with these with a more hands-off approach. But yes. it still requires more research and more exploration. 
Well, I'm going to end up having to take a short trip near the heptagram in the near future, so in the event there's anything in that journal to Why? I said I'm investigating an unusual uh, link to the appearance of Arad. Okay. Hmm. Seems like a long connection. It really is, which is why it threw me through a bit of a curve, but it seems there's an actor there that is pulling strings, and I want to know how he got his information. Other indirect routes seem to have terminated, so I'm going to have to have a face-to-face -face discussion. It seems like the best solution. Well, often I try to avoid it, but it may be necessary, as I said. Um, but if there's anything I can do to assist you in your efforts while around there, I sort of let that hang in the air. No, I'm not quite concerned with the heptagram at the moment. It seems to be running smoothly. Though, I am interested in your Autochthonian champions. They're... They might be an elegant solution to the Thorns issue, but it's unfortunate that your Haltonese enclave is so far away from Thorns. Um, I say, I suppose that things could be arranged. Um, did you have something precise in mind? Well, what Thorns is in lack of is free manpower, and the reports that have been leaking in have said that the, the outsiders, the others, they come from a world uh, teeming with soldiers. If there is a way to move those soldiers into a direct engagement with Thorns, it might provide the leverage needed to send in a strike force and try to excise the Juggernaut. I smile and uh, and sit from my glass. I say, "Well, that uh, I'll see what I can do." Mm -hmm. It'd have to be a very delicate situation trying to gauge what the actual strength of the outsiders are. They uh, their weaponry and tactics are quite sophisticated, though they still are getting their bearings with how the service of creation works. Perhaps finding something they need and exploiting that would help set up some sort of temporary military dealings. They always seem to have need of more energy and more resources. Constantly. Thorns is an abundance of energy, but it is tied into underworld aspects. That would not be quite the right enticement. Well, would it necessarily have to remain so? I mean, I will admit I'm not exactly up to uh, up to speed on the methods of restoring Shadowlands to their previous state. Even with rehabilitation, that excess power comes from the Shadowland itself. Thorns would be a broken uh, capital or city-state with people living there needing to rebuild. It wouldn't be a... It wouldn't be a good... Well... Thorns has all been but abandoned by the realm. 
if the ruling people responsible for thorns, the whatever house has the most authority over it, were to agree to give thorns and its resources and its natural... It, it's everything it has to these outsiders and make it a nice base of operations. That would leave these outsiders very close to the realm, close to the Inland Sea, and make them a trade hub. Yes, it would be... It would be an incredibly... Uh, I, I think it would be an incredibly difficult thing to persuade the house that formerly held the, uh, that satrap to give it up, but it's definitely less valuable than it was a few years ago. Well, giving up the land for thorns in exchange for dealing with the juggernaut problem would give that house prestige, and they would have exclusivity in the alliance with the outsiders, considering it would be their land that they'd lease out to them. That would be tempting enough to push the scales. Hmm. And it would occupy the realm away from a civil war as they would pay attention to these outsiders. Eventually, the other houses would want to have dealings with them or stop others from having dealings with them in the same turn, which could push a more aggressive spin on the outsiders themselves and create an, out an exterior opponent for the realm to focus on. I nod and I say, I will see what I can do about bringing, these, uh, about bringing the pieces closer together for this. It's not a terrible idea, she says, kind of just musing. I guess um, I'm just going to let that silence linger for, uh, for a couple of more moments. And then if she has nothing uh, further to add, I will make a comment on the fineness of the drink, unless if, you, unless if she makes a comment to its distaste. Yeah, she and likes yes, it. Sure. It's not amazing, but eh. Well, Alex got to try something new every so often, I suppose. Yeah, if you have nothing else for her, uh, that will be your meeting with her. Nope, I do not. I guess I can ask Toshiro about, uh, about Arad, though. I mean, I'm here. Um, what do you want to ask of Toshiro? I'm going to ask if he, if he or any of his uh, his chosen or his uh, creature or his um, or his, you know creations, favored beings have had interactions with Adam. I imagine what I'm going to find out is that he himself actually likes and holds Arad in high esteem, but I might not, so I'm kind of curious. Yeah, Tosher's a big fan of Arad. There's like behemoth bones in his house. Behemoths fall under his purview. Well, I don't think I have anything more then, but now I have a whole bunch of ideas about how to solve a whole bunch of problems. Toshiro suggests that if you want to deal with Arid the Hunter, which Toshiro knows a good deal about, uh, then you'd probably be best talking to his champion, because his champion has the resources to sort of uh, 
know, provide you with a toolkit. That was going to be my next stop, actually. Um, or maybe my third. I had one more in mind, but I can go to any first. They're right next door. All right. All I right. guess I have to check my mailbox while I'm here. Don't die. Oh, you got mail. You got, like, updates, reports. Uh, you have to file some paperwork. You know, you make a day of it. Yep. Well, you know, it, it, there is some of this, some of the paperwork is exceedingly dull, but the job does come with a lot of perks, including the ability to travel, so can't go wrong with that. Anyway, after I finish all that up, I'm going to head back to creation. All right. Where are you heading? Well, after all this time is passed, I assume it's actually probably been a couple of days, and I know for a fact at, uh, from talking with the Magister that he's going to need longer than that to finish his magical research. Yes, the Magister will need to do his research. So, I've got a couple more days. The two plays I want to see are um, are the... Uh, one second. Because I have to push a talk. I can't scroll correctly. Stand by. Okay. Let me just pause the recording. Don't pause. Don't pause. Okay. I'm just trying to find the name of Toshiro's Chosen. Belgarung Tensei. Thank you. Um, yeah, I wanted to see Belgarung Tensei, but I was also hoping to see that um, the nearby camp of soldiers that Belgarung Tensei is helping to train. Oh, you're going to go to the Cult of the Illuminated area? Why not? I've never actually visited, and I'm kind of curious what they do. You don't really get access to the Occult Illuminated camp. It's a secret. Because it's a secret. <laughs> Sigh. Okay, I guess I'm going to go... Uh, I guess I'm going to go see Belgar and Tensei. I was... I, I kind of, it's a shame. I guess I'm going to have to figure out where these guys are one day. I'll just do the research eventually. All right, Belgrin Henson. All right, uh, yeah, he'll, uh, if you get word out to him, he'll meet you guys at the class lad enclave. Am I going to bother with that? I know where I moved him. Yeah, he's not there because he's hidden. Because he works because with he works the with... hidden solars. Oh. That whole that whole thing oh, where they hide solars from being assassinated. That whole thing, yes. That absolutely. That's incredibly sensible of them. Because it's totally right for them to be suspicious of me. And I mean that sincerely, but it sucks. <laughs> um okay. I guess I will leave a note to him and I'm going to have to meet him at the class lat and play, but because I don't know where he is, it's going to take him probably a long time to get there. So I imagine I'm going to end up having to pick up uh, Magister probably before I meet him. Right? So you're going to go pick up the Magister? Well, if he's done. I mean, the, in character, I probably have more knowledge about how long it's going to take the Magister and how long it would likely take Belver and Tensei to get there than anything else. The, All right. the Mirage would be in the most sensible way. So we'll we'll take the focus off you and cut to Sam. You there, Sam? I am. All right. So you are studying with 
the mountain folk, the jade born, and learning sorcery from them and what have you. Yes. All right. Uh, it is reflection. It is thoughtful. It is strange because they know sorcery in a way different than most other people learn it. Uh, and it's a lot of hanging out near obelisks and things that have the Illuminati pyramid with the eye on it around it. It's mildly disconcerting, but it's also strangely familiar. So, most of the time is self-reflection and trying to unlock the uh, sorcery abilities, which I can do with XP, so I could advance to Celestial. Unlimited power! Somewhat less limited power! And then you throw lightning at people. With lightning, that's how he solves all his problems. More specifically, I can change the seasons and summon uh, the Heaven's Gate. <laughs> and uh, create pocket dimensions in rooms. If those are the spells I'll chose oh, yeah. to stay with. Alright, so with this time, you basically crack into Celestial Level Sorcery? Surprisingly quickly, yes. Not surprising for the Exalted. Alright, well, you push past far more than these people could ever teach you and master what they've been trying to uh, instill within you almost instantly. You just have a knack for it, and you can hear that clicking in the back of your head, that itchy, spider-like feeling. Talk to the spiders one day. You do too. They talk to you all the time. Well, I mean, like more directly. I don't know. You're doing good, Magister. Soon you'll be strong enough to take your life back from that fucking imposter. Why is it all? Is why is it only you that speaks? Can't I talk to like the nice guy, the nice spider? We are all the spiders. <laughs> we are all you. I know. Gonna wear his goddamn skin. No one's gonna question it because it's your skin. We got married now. I don't know if we're into that, but we're married now. I, I have no words. I don't even know if you're. Self reflection is weird. <laughs> if I ever try to get too quiet, the spiders start talking to me. I don't like talking to the spiders sometimes. <laughs> They're, They're so fucking alien. bitter. They want to bite everything. <laughs> Alright. Okay, so... Let's see. I believe I would probably talk with the... Uh, see how the people are doing in Jadeport Society, if, and if any of them want to leave yet. They're doing great. They're integrating really well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. They're taking to it really well. They're integrating with these people. Most of my time will be learning the uh, Celestial Sorcerer because that's a lot of effort. Yeah, a lot of that but requires you like communing with your inner voices because you're kind of unlocking the potential that you and them both have. Yes. Alright, and I'll choose my specific spells at a later date. But... Take Demon of the Second Circle, Magister. It's very useful. Summon Octavian. Summon Mara. <laughs> Maybe. That guy wants to have a wife? We'll have a wife. We'll marry Mara. And Octavian. And all of that quarter of hell. We'll show him. 
I think it's practical to marry everybody. No one's better at marrying than we are. This guy's showing us up, Magister. But yeah, spiders. I can't tell if they're just playing with me or actually failing like this. Oh, maybe there are parts of you were you repressed because you're a better person. Maybe they're looking out for you. Maybe I just expect them to be bad because. Because that one time you tried to create a shadow you inside a soul labyrinth with your face in it. Yeah, <laughs> that did not very well. But yeah, most of this is just self-reflection. Uh, yeah. The magister. What would you do if you had your life back? It's always a big question because in life it always changes on you that you don't expect. I years ago I had I had given up on any dreams that I might be secretly a mortal sorcerer or that I might become part of a great house and become a big political player but retiring teaching those young students out in the provinces was nice I suppose but we wouldn't go back to that would we I don't think there is going back That's but there could supposed. be we're bigger than them now we could bite them bite them yeah. for their insolence <laughs> Yes, but that is the problem. We're bigger than them now. It would be nice to actually like push around during blood once in a while, but yeah, it would be. I would just be propagating what I've battled against for my entire life. But if we took our lives back, what would we do with it? There isn't a life to take back anymore. Sure, there is. Sure, there is. If you can take something away, then that means you used to own it. That means you can have it again. Anytime we ever taught anyone that you can't put a price on life, turns out we were wrong. Because something that can be taken with you is physical. You can take it back. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Who would stop us? We're exalted. Well, there's the dragon blooded, there's this alternate me who apparently has something to do with the Evan Dragon. That's concerning. They'd burn him at the stake while throwing you a parade. But they might discover my interactions with Mocking White Wind. That in itself is heretical. Even the hectogram trucks with demons. Yes, but it's. He's an anathema. I could I... easily be under his influence, and they would never know it. One immaculate anathema is another. One immaculate anathema is another immaculate's god blooded. No, I'm pretty sure that's... Oh, oh, no, I see what you're saying. Just gotta spin it. You're very good at spinning things, aren't you? Yeah, we are. You know it. You think they can spin political webs? They haven't met you yet. <laughs> well, they get a load of us. <laughs> that's it, you know. Contemplation, what would you do if you had your life back? It's... Other than rule these assholes. Yeah, totally. That's exactly what I do. Sure. Somehow I don't think I have the heart for that. Maybe I should build a better heart. You'll never know until you try. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Yes. <clears throat> I should probably talk to the Jadeborn themselves. They seem to have some sort of uh, alien thought processes, so they might have some suggestions on Arrowed. It's good to prod people when you're near them. Alright, so which Jadeborn do you want to talk to then? Like, there's an amount of them around. Do you want to talk to a leader, a religious person, a worker? You know, what, what are you trying to kind of suss out from them? Okay. Uh, leader might be busy. Uh, a religious person might be the best person to ask, actually. Alright, there are religious leaders. There, there are people that are from the, the ruling caste that also attend to matters of the soul and whatnot. They're actually the ones that are working on cracking open that gem that got dropped off. They're being very careful with it. How is it going anyway? They're pretty sure they could bust it open at any time, just as they would any other um, Jadeborn nodule or, or sack. But they're being careful beforehand. Understandable. No, actually, I probably should talk to a leader. They're better at uh, military decisions and stuff like that. I mean, sometimes all those things are the same thing. It's true. All right, let's see if they have any suggestions on how to take care of Arid. We've got the... We've got the main plan of the Sphinx, which they might have some information on, which I'll try to ask... Uh, you're speaking to one of the ethereal cast, you know, one of the thin, gaunt people with the triangle heads. And yeah, it's talking to you telepathically as they are wont to do. We're not aware of this creature that you describe, but people from the southern domain would have archives on things like that. We know of simpler things, the mantis, the sky whale, the living tree the hungry tree, but the, the lion we do not. I understand. Do you know much about uh, Arid himself? Legends? That he hunted the beasts of the Maker, hunted the forge rhinos, hunted the quicksilver birds, tore down the sunlights, ate his way through entire species that the Maker designed but nothing concrete. He was a, a great plague, a, a creature that hunted for sport and for fun, uh, an abomination on, the, on, the, on the, the righteous cycle of to hunt and eat and survive and die and nourish and grow and hunt again. Cruel as his sibling, as cruel as the siblings that made him, At least we're getting to understand his nature, more, which is helpful. It does not hunt for sustenance. It only hunts for sport. That in itself is both an advantage and a disadvantage. Because it means it can be patient. It can, it can draw the hunt for pleasure. It's not... It's not trapped. It's not trying to uh, eat 
for uh, hunt to eat, so therefore it's not as it can hold. Uh, I'm sorry, my words. We understand. Its cruelty makes it clever because it only cares about the the feeling of killing its prey and the payoff of solving the puzzle of it. And that means, as they were talking about the. To be a very weak target would be passed over because what what is the point of hunting a fly? But I don't we can pass for that. Even if you were weaker than it would prefer, that just means it doesn't have to spend much time killing you before moving on to the next target. True. We'll just continue hunting and hunting until it is stopped. Its largesse is not a mercy. Its wastefulness is not a weakness. Thank you for your time. As always, Chosen. Alright. I believe if there's nothing else, I can probably just uh, head out. Alright. You finish up learning the sorcery. And that brings us to Max. Max? Yes. There you are. Slave. Okay, so, uh, what have you been doing in this little bit of downtime you've been having? Well, it'll take me three weeks, weeks of work, but crafting one of uh, Mirage's War Strider components, whichever one of the Force Projection Jewel or Sanctify to the Word that he would prefer. Perfect. So, yeah, you've been manufacturing as... Uh, are, are you having that Avatar silo installed? Uh, we still haven't decided that. All right. Well, in that case, yeah, uh, you've been crafting. Uh, you've been working with the Enclave people. Uh, they're still expanding, adding more. Um, you've been getting reports because people have been, you know, sending out like like beacons and and tripwires and wards throughout the area. Um, it's kind of impossible for them to track Arid, but because you've been you said you were sending out those those things, you can Great Maker's eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them. Um, maybe about halfway of the distance between where he was before and where the Enclave is now, uh, picks him up. Hmm. And yeah, you, you see him in real time. He's big. Hmm. Can I assume I gave everybody, he going off one of those, uh, Ken Wrighton implements? Everyone being... The rest of the uh, party. I'm going to assume there so are sketches have... now, so that you can just continue writing on them, like a bunch of, like, you know, magnetic dust against a board. It's just easier than having a pen on a paper somewhere for you to, like, start writing like a ghost. <laughs> I don't mean to, in, to, to intrude, but it's just it just seems like so much easier for you, because it's like a tablet at that point. Agreed. It's so, updating them and Halta on the location of the thing... And perhaps Mirage can use it to uh, one-up a behemoth guy. I also, okay. in so much as it's possible, going to go through the Noetic Archives looking for or municipal-scale mobility charms to check that part of the uh, of our uh, assumption of the story. 
Municipal I mean, it'll skill, take forever, but... charms. Yeah, you're gonna have to do some obscure registry diving. Mm. But Arid, one, uh, uh, oh, he's will that one uh, protocol will take care of that? The Autochthonian Bible Code one. I don't, I don't know what you're referencing. I'm sorry. Oh, there's a man machine protocol that, in fluff, works basically like that. No, any academic knowledge gift. If okay. where you uh, use codes hidden in the tome of the Great Maker, or like a Bible code was the joke we used. If I use that protocol, would that expedite my search any? Yeah, sure. Like, I was going to give it to you at the end of this uh, description. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Ered is coming out of a river, basically. Like, a, a deep river. Probably one that's uh, about as wide as, I don't know, the Panama Canal. Because things in Exalted are macro scale. Um, he's wa He basically... You kind of just check the history of what this little camera guy's seen. And he walked into it from one end. Walked all the way out to the bottom. And then walked out the other side. Um... He's two meters, uh, large, hunched, uh, vaguely shaped form of a man. Uh, he has a slouching uh, head that kind of uh, uh, comes down almost like a crocodile mouth or almost like a horse head. And the, the mouth itself splits all the way to the back of the head and it's just rowed with predator teeth. None of them are flat and none of them are for uh, taking care of plants. And, uh, yeah, two bulbous eyes on either side of his head. Uh, he's matted with odd and uh, mossied fur and is wearing no clothes. And he's just carrying with him a spear made out of bone and sinew and uh, fossilized bits of prizes. And uh, across his back, just kind of hooked on one of his uh, spinal growths, is uh, a bow. Did you say two meters? Yeah. Huh, not very big. No, he, he was man-sized. That almost makes it scarier. Yeah. Yeah, he's just walking past um, whatever it is that you built and put there. And he stops. Like, it's embedded in a cliffside. And he just mm -hmm. kind of stops and makes like a sniffing sound with his nostrils at the edge of that beak. And kind of looks at it. And goes and picks it up. Well, break the connection right there. Okay. Is there any other one nearby that I could use to get a secondary look on what he's doing? Sure. Oh, wait. Two meters is about the size of a normal person. I thought two meters was a little bit bigger. He's like three meters. My mistake. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you can see him. Uh, he has that thing in his hand, whatever it was. What is it that those probes are, those little pikes? Yeah, they're basically just cold metal spears. All they right. don't need moving parts or anything. Yeah, I imagine it kind of like a lawn dart. Or you know how uh, you can stick these things into your lawn and they're like, they have a cylinder on the back of them and they give off light? Like they're like uh, lawn solar lights? Mm -hmm. I imagine them kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, he's holding that in his hand and kind of just smelling it and breaks off the stem and just kind of sticks the, the, the little top part of it on one of his bone growths and then starts making that sniffing noise and looks at the other one that you're currently looking through and starts moving towards it. Well, damn it. Activate uh, uh, sorry, Eye of the Maker. And the X I want to take as if I was there was destroy that thing. Destroy 
your thing? Yes, so he doesn't have anything else to go on. Okay. And yeah. that's going to be the general rule. Destroy all these things before he can touch them. So, so you're getting rid of them now? Mm-hmm. Fair and enough. And can I, can I destroy... Well, once they find him. Can I destroy... Can I still look through that one on his back? Yeah. Hmm. And when, whenever you do, he stops, takes it off of his... Uh, uh, one of the bone spurs and looks at it like he's looking at you. Like he has the side of his head like pressed up against it. Like he's trying to look through it. Hmm. Update the rest of the party on this development. And uh, be a little scared about things. <laughs> like that uh, update to Mirage includes be ready to be here in a moment's notice to run me and the Enclave somewhere else really fast. Yeah. Bit scared of this. So did I find anything in the... Uh, Noetic archives, either that or or the Yugashi weapon that they used to banish the Viator. There are notes and and hints and kind of prototype charms for a uh, municipal scaled mobility charm, something that would bring a city uh, out of the darkness and kind of into the light, like like mobile wise. But mm -hmm. it's unclear if that was ever fully developed or ever deployed. Hmm. Anything about that weapon? Uh, yes. I don't remember the exact, the, the exact specifications of the weapon. It was like a sonic cannon, if I remember, but I, I can't be sure. But you're getting information on it. Okay. Hmm. I just linked a picture of, uh, a vague picture of what he looks like. Oh, dear. And now it has my scent. Oh yeah, he smelled your essence. He uh, he's tracking you. Hmm. Do I have the mobility to check if he's coming directly towards me, or just sort of continuing on in the direction he was going? Uh, his course has definitely changed. Oh, this actually did. This actually helps somewhat. Now we can just keep playing keep away with him. Hmm. It also means we can put him on something else's scent if we get a piece of them. Uh, I can't think of anything particularly else to do. Ooh, oh, uh... How... No, it'd be too blasphemous to keep bugging in the city with questions. Yeah, just... Building and uh, refitting. And then... That's all. Sure enough. But yeah, he's actually smaller than your uh, colossal size. Mm-hmm. That doesn't uh, make me feel any better. Yeah, in that picture where those bulbous eyes are, yeah, his mouth opens all the way up to his eye sockets. Like, just a big maw. Creepy. Mm. All right. So yeah, you you you're getting you have a lead on those weapons essentially now. Like the I'll look up the lore, you know, for the next uh, time just to make sure. But you, mm -hmm. you do have a solid lead on them, and could probably reach out to Yugosh if you really wanted to and see if you could work out a deal with them. Great, Hooray. <laughs> yay! All right, 
so that the downtime ends and the three of you meet back up. Alright. Sounds good. Okay, I'm now freshly sorcerered up. Darkview has a lot of information, and you are also constructed up. Let's do a quick break, just because the recorder's been going for two hours. Fair enough. Okay, we're back. So, it looks like the three of you are meeting back up at the Class Lat Enclave. And I guess the first thing I do is look at look down at the little uh, Etch-A-Sketch or pad, and I find the our big metal buddy, and I look right into his incredibly large uh, metallic eyes, and I go, what did you do? It was the agreed-upon plan that we would attempt to use the remote sensors to track the location of our other hunter. Now no. we know exactly where he is. And I would like to conduct an experiment with your permission in which I am physically moved somewhere with a significant angle difference from his current course to see if he is actually tracking me. If so, this may give us a means of redirecting him into what amounts to a large circle, preventing him from doing any damage while we think of a more permanent solution. He's not an idiot. He can tell when he's trying to be thrown off the trail. Might take yeah, a little while to figure it out. But if he cannot catch us... Then he'll resort to other methods, such as... Then we will be back exactly where we are before you discovered the sensor. Very well. Nothing wrong with giving it a try, I suppose. If I might, perhaps we should use this as an opportunity to investigate that Otokotonian signature to the south. It may be possible we could use this to make it Yugash's problem. That could probably also help with the uh, the secondary my secondary plan too if i can get some plant uh my hands on some alternative plans i can yes and actually no that that would might, that might work in addition it is close to the location of this observatory the jade born undescribed i wasn't going to say that uh i was not going to bring it up but yes i also have interest in giving that area a visit already then so Hold, but we've just barely met together. Is there something, anything we need to take out of here? There is one issue. What has been your experience with my colossal form acting as a range support rather than a, a adjacent combatant? Highly positive. I'm not quite understanding the question. It is possible to install systems which would allow me to project a mechanical avatar, but which would render my colossal body inert. It would be inconvenient to switch between them. How inconvenient are we talking? An hour of meditation and prayer. That's not too inconvenient. It is likely it, it would also disable well, a significant portion of the range support I currently offer. 
or as my additional weapon emplacements would be disabled. There are places that your new body cannot reach, and if you are interacting with people, there's a huge psychological difference. I agree, and I think it's worked in our favor so far. So far, I would be of the... It's never... If you have the option, it's always better to have it than to not. So... I suppose what you're asking is, is it worth it, the time and investment? I would say yes. Well, the question is, how difficult is it for you? Because, quite honestly, I think that things have worked out quite well so far, and I don't see a need to change it, particularly if the it's going to be quite a process for you. Uh, more concern is the opportunity cost. For the same commitment of resources, I could install various other additional features. Such I as... was I'm quite keen on the shrines of artificial or war destroyers, what you call uh, war gods which could be deployed to assist us in close-range combat, such as we previously experienced. And there is also a VATS facility, which would allow me to re-equip re my charm loadout well in the field without having to return to the Enclave. And what may be relative in our current situation... I mean the projecting in my body into a pocket space analogous to what the Maker has done, which may render a rod unable to track me. That last one I can do for you, to an extent. I'd say, well, I, I do think that well, these are all useful options, given that we are being confronted and now trapped by Arad the Hunter, we probably had best keep that foremost in mind when selecting our options. Agreed. I would have suggested the political, social face, but we seem to be having a confrontation with this beast sooner than rather than later, so perhaps the war gods might be the best option. Very well, then I will install. I will direct the technicians to prepare to begin installing that feature. Mirage, your opinion? I concur with this. We can't quite head out immediately anyway. I invited a guest who might be able to give us a little bit more information on this. Sounds like becoming a uh, human-sized alchemical after becoming a colossus is a step backwards. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who needs a man-sized body when you have a war populous community center? Meantime, I, have I guess... Been... Go ahead. Uh, no. No, nothing. I guess while Algorithm is getting outfitted... I will uh, study with the Magister. 
All right. Um, what do you want to study? Where? What? Well, let's, uh, what was I going to say? You're a sorcerer. I'm a sorcerer. I'm curious what you've, uh, what you've learned visiting the, uh, visiting the Jadeborn. I can tell you the first, the, the four for the terrestrial circle, but I haven't quite decided on the third, the three for the third circle out of character, so. GM, you okay with swapping spells? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. You guys can learn each other's spells. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, while we're doing downtime, could I, uh, learn a couple other protocols through the city without having to go back to Autocathonia? Unfortunately, no. That's not how protocols work. You need, uh, you need much more intimate access to do that. Okay. Mostly because they have, like, physical backup archives they need you to go into and learn from. They're not portable. <laughs> uh, Alright, so you guys are going to trade magic. Uh, Bilgrong Tensei, the kaiju of great beasts, the Shurgeon of monsters, uh, arrives at the Klaslet Enclave. Cool. Second I find out he's here, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure to greet him and say hi. Yeah. Um... He's wearing that Nehru jacket. He has a traveler's cloak over top of it. Uh, he rode on in on a great winged bat thing, like a portable kind of flying creature. It's like a cross between a bat and a lizard. And he just kind of dropped in, and it's hanging out in a tree upside down, drinking blood from a cattle. Ah, you're all here. Perfect. Why are you so big? Oh, yeah. Why were you so big? It is the blessing of the Great Maker. As we grow in our understanding and communion with him, our forms grow to reflect his magnificent world body. Are you not pleased? It's just... You're enormous. Are you inside a war strider? Is that you? This is my form. What's inside of you? Is it like, I don't know, all organs and guts and stuff? Like, is this plating? Are you a giant I, man now? I am told my interior contains a hotel. I don't, I don't know. I don't know this, <laughs> don't know this Although word at I do all. Not, although I do not agree with this classification. It is apparently a nightly staying facility of a high degree of luxury. Well, I want to see. There's a lot of alcohol in there. Open up. Okay, so he uh, sits Seiza again, and his uh, abs fold open into a door. Wait, you're letting him in? Portal. Oh, what? Well, you don't I want him in there for some reason? Are you discriminating against him for his exaltation? I have a lot of guns now. It's not like he's gonna summon up the Sea of Kimberry. Not like that last one. I yes, know. I have plus three internal defenses and gunners for them, and forty-eight ski mob of war gods. I don't think he's going to be hostile. Yeah, he didn't get into a fight when when he was in the uh, cryomance. Seriously. 
He'll uh, he'll walk and talk with you guys and go inside. Alright, I guess we're gonna go get smashed inside of algorithm. <laughs> he uh, he does the thing. <laughs> he does the thing where he walks inside and sees that you have a palace inside of you. Walks outside and walks around you. He does the fucking Doctor Who thing. <laughs> he he does that whole oh my god it's bigger on the inside because uh, that's not common guys. That's fucking crazy. What are you talking about? I have a spell that does that. That's not common, guys. That's fucking crazy. Time and space. So yeah, you, you guys hang out inside, and he's like... He like he, he like has, I don't know, he has like some walnuts and stuff, and he's like throwing them as far away from him as possible to see how far it can go. So this is an illusion. You're, there's actually this much space. I just, I'm just gonna nod and say I have not exactly figured it out myself. Well, it's pretty simple. So what, are you using Phantom Zone projectors? Who taught you those words? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have schematics of them in my head. I, I, it's something I picked up when I started working on animals. There's, um... It's, it's, it's a first-age principle. You, you take, um... You take the shadow of an object and you fold it in on itself to create duplicate amount, duplicates amount of space, and that duplicate space creates its own shadow. So you can fractally increase the space. Um, okay, fractally. You can you can increase the space of a thing over and over again because of the size of the thing. You just have to have a strong enough series of projectors. That is similar to the process that Ant was used, although from my understanding. It was not the shadow so much as the idea of the space that was used as the seed oh, that... for uh, procedural generation of the space. Oh, that's even more complicated. How are you? Where's the power output coming for this? It is actually remarkably efficient. The circulation of autochthonian fluid essence through my system produces is an animate field as a byproduct which was tapped in order to form the projecting system. Right, and it's more efficient, but it requires a lot of maintenance, but if it's, but if you're controlling it, then it'd be just like ble breathing or blinking. You're not aware that you're maintaining it, you just do it automatically, right? So you don't have to have a hand on it. And that is correct. Oh, that's clever. Occasionally the systems do require minor repairs, simply so because someone damages it inadvertently, but for the most part it is entirely self-sustaining. You bring your crew with you inside of you, so even if it did break, you could just fix it in the, while you're doing things. Exactly. That's clever. You could fit so much more material inside of here that could... This this inside, if I go up to um, where those shoulder stations are, can I get to them from in here? It is possible. So you can extrude material from inside of the projectors to the outside of your frame. Yes, though the number of convergence points is currently limited in due to minor resource shortages and limitations of my own on industrial enlightenment. So if I were design I could design a creature that has a smaller scale of this and I could fit just way more parts. Spare parts, spare organs, backup organs. Oh, this was a problem I've been having forever with, with the larger scale creatures. Finding the, the, the... It's harder to fit redundant organs in the larger ones because the larger creatures require larger organs just to run. But if I had Phantom Zone set up inside key areas... 
thought. I would have thought you would have used it for rapid breeding and storage of offensive offspring. I don't really focus on numbers. It's more of a one, one, uh, singular, unique deployments. You know, no yeah, one. Fair enough. It's like that old terrestrial line. What, what do they say in the realm? You kill one man, it's a martyr. You kill a hundred men, it's just business. Yeah, true. It, it's like that, but for just one monster, not not a bunch. You know, killing a bunch of monsters—that's just. That's just pest control. Although, if you put them on a uh, some sort of uh, pre-programmed and obsolescence timer such that they never strayed particularly far from the manufacturing organism, they might be perceived more as an extension of it rather than as separate creatures. Maybe. But no, no, this is excellent. How can I help you guys? Speaking of singular and impressive creatures, have you ever um, have you ever done any research on Arid the Hunter? Arid the Hunter. Um, we have audiovisual samples. Uh, sure, sure. And... Bring those up. I, yes, actually, I, I I found notes and archives in my in my old laboratory, and my sponsor was quite free with. Um, historical references well we might um we might be having a close encounter with him soon oh that'd be quite educational he appears to have locked on to me might you have any suggestions for how to break that connection should it become advisable to do so you like show him the feed of what you saw Mm -hmm. look at the size of him this thing used to hunt creatures much bigger than himself, much more lethal looking, or that things that had a, had a higher history of ferocity. They are able to compact so much of his strength and his... Uh, well, there, there's a lot of him compacted into that form. He would Anything contemporary that I would make, like Eric the Hunter, would have to be four to five times the size just to fit in all the material I'd need. He's almost the size of a man. That's insane. Hmm. So you'd like to be able to research him directly? It would be educational to see how he fights, see uh, how he tracks. So he's tracking you now. Look, look at how he only looks at you when you look at the object. Like when you're projecting through this object here, that's when he gets the scent. So he, is, is he aware that he's being observed? It is possible. We are not entirely sure. When I view through this feed, he appears to attempt to look through the object back at me. I do not know if he is able to use the connection in that way. For that reason, I have been hesitant to use this link excessively. I suspect it's rather he is feeling the essence flowing through the object. I think that's the case. Look, look at his body language. He's like pointing at different scenes when he's moving the body language shows that he's a he's aggressive like like a like a predator looking to to attack something that's observing him like like he's aware that there's something there that he could hunt and he's confused and then he looks at that thing and he realizes that that things was observing him 
And he's smart. He's dealt with Exalted before, so he probably knows that that's you watching through it. He's putting the pieces together as he's handling the object. Would you advise that I cease from using it for observation at this time, then? Oh, I think he already understands the nature of what he's dealing with at this point. I wonder how he'll adapt to that. Do you think he'll start using tactics and tools built for tearing through metal or ripping through machinery? He must be aware that you're a you're an artificer. You're you're, you're you make things. He, he he has to know that by now. Yes, yeah, so he probably knows that you make things, but he may not know that you are the the you are made out of metal. So no, he wouldn't get enough information for that. I don't I don't think. But it's almost he he's instinctual. He's running on instinct. It looks like. But that's an interesting point because if he thinks that you are mortal and not mortal, uh, made of flesh, that's that's an advantage we can use. He has no reason to think that you are not made of flesh because every exalt to this point. Well, on the subject of things that we might do, now that I do have a firm grasp of his location, I could theoretically begin bombardment. I mean, it couldn't hurt, or it could, but you could try. What do you advise? Wait, do no, don't do that. that. <laughs> Herod the Hunter has proof against metal. It was a gift to him from the gods he slew. I was going to use beams of coruscating essence. Uh, fire. Essentially. Yeah, uh, he beat up the element dragon of fire, and it granted him proof against it. Is there some weapon he is not proof against? Uh, he has wood, metal, fire, stone is a maybe, but I think he took a lover of the earth and the earth rejected him and he turned her into one of his spears. He's gonna be, he's a resilient one. He, well, he yes. takes trophies off of what he kills. It was that easy panicking so much. The, what about uh, lightning? Air. So he might not have proof against it. Hmm. I will direct my technicians to modify in the external weaponry to utilize his elemental lightning. You know, if you use a... Uh... If you if you use some of the principles of necromancy uh, to create a sort of uh, pyre flame, like a like a heat death flame, it could produce a type of essence that he wouldn't be inured against, a uh, sort of fire that acts as a void of fire instead of cold. Wait, 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 wait. Algorithm, you said that you come from a realm of different elements, right? That is correct. Metal, crystal, oil... Oh, smoke, lightning, and steam. Crystal. I said that. No, that's no. that's what he says. Cr crystal. Oh. No, that makes that's more the sense. Answer. Either that or smoke. Because Arad will never have had the chance to uh, build up a defense against uh, an autochthonian element because he has no way to actually hunt you or even be reason to. So if we can get the ones that are least paired to the... Uh, creation-born elementals, like, lightning is a terrible choice because it's very close to air, to air, and he would know how to deal with that. We have to keep him up and surprised constantly. So, smoke, crystal. 
oil. No, that's close to water, maybe. But well, using... the the element of crystal has ties to the material of adamant. If if you have adamant weapons, he might not be proof against that. Doubt he would be. I mean, I think adamant is the only. Adamant was very rare in the early days of creation. It was only used in very specific first-stage projects and Magitech ventures. I believe that only the sky is made out of adamant. The firmament? Yes, the firmament. I believe that's made out of adamant. I'm not too sure, but I know adamant was rare in Magitech construction. It was only used for certain space-based technology. Is it possible that we might overuse it and he would develop an immunity if we were to use adamant-based weaponry? The proofs he has he gained from the elemental dragons by fighting them and cowing them. Well, in that case, it is unlikely that he will be able to deal with the Shogun of Crystal. Exactly. That would require breaching the Godhead, and there are far worse things than me between him and that. Well, yes, but you must also realize that just because he is not immune to them doesn't mean he can't adapt to them like any other sort of hunter would. But that's that's an excellent starting point. Do you have any advice how we might break the essence connection so as to prevent well... him from continuing to track me? You have phantom zone projectors, and those are tied to the same principles that Elsewhere works off of. Is there no way for you to banish yourself to Elsewhere? There is, although it requires equipment I do not yet have installed, and which is difficult to produce. It is on my list of upgrades when material becomes available. Herod would be able to track you across Cecilene. He did that once. But I don't know how he'd fare in the underworld. I could perhaps envelop you in. Well, I don't particularly want to have to let you in there again, but I could let you into my personal dimension. My personal space. That would almost certainly break the connection. There's the problem also that if he's hunting you and has the the scent of what your what your essence gives off, it, it might be that he's tracking this entire place. Like he kind of gestures to the enclave's buildings and Magitech. He might he might have a have a taste for all of this. This would be very Indeed. new to him. We had we were considering an experiment in which I would be moved at a significant into angle of deflection from his current course to see what in particular he is tracking. I think it's safe to say that he'd find this place then. It is more likely this place than me in particular? Well, it'd be both. He he knows what this type of thing... This type of thing would be new to him. Hmm. Mirage of the ideal destination... What options do we have for relocation, such as were discussed previously? Relocation of you, or relocation of the Enclave? The Enclave. 
um, a fairly a fairly slow motion across the landscape. Um, I highly doubt it would keep ahead of Arrow the Hunter for long. Uh, okay, then we cannot expedite that motion. Hmm. If the situation becomes too extreme, it is likely the tripartite backing class lot will vote to abandon the enclave and withdraw all of our personnel and material back through the gate. Oh man, they can't afford that. Hmm. Eh, they still might sabotage the gate itself to prevent any chance of him coming through. Hmm. Do you have any suggestions for how we might deal with him more permanently? We had considered a temporal dislocation, which would at the very least drastically increase the available time to come up with a more permanent solution. Hmm. I, I don't really have any suggestions on that. He's resilient and clever. What of the lawgivers you have been working with, do you think any of them are in a position to challenge him? I mean, so far they've done alright against some of the projects I've set up, but Herod's different. Hmm. These eclipses say they will rise to the occasion, but I think this might be a bit much for one so young. Well, they may not need to do it alone. We would have to convince them as well. One question that you might be able to answer is if you know anything about the Sphinx in the South. Oh! Wait, Sphinx in the South? The south, the south, you know, the, the direction, the south. Can you be more specific? Master will look at you, too. Uh, Mirage had the name, I'm just getting tired, so I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was the Southern Snakes, because it was a title. Okay, but there's a lot of sphinxes in the south. A, a behemoth. Like, THE one. What, what does it look like? Um... Oh, yeah, I have his little drawing. Well, like the yeah. crude Lenny drawings? Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna work. And besides, we don't even have those. Those are in a frame, you know, somewhere. Those are a... with the Declaration of Independence in a vault. Yeah, seriously. It's asleep in underneath a pyramid of some sort. Oh, oh, oh! Yes, I know of that. I know of what you speak. We've had a little trouble gathering information on it, other than to know that apparently it was at one point the uh, the head or companion of one of the lawgivers. Yes, the battle cat, the the great companion. 
continue? It's a. It was a uh, predator of the south, uh, a perfect hunter, and it got into a fight with a, a lawgiver or a chosen of the sun. They became instant friends after fighting each other and went on many adventures, slaying Yozi and fighting demons and dealing with uh, horrors from beyond the edge of the world. Uh, eventually, the solar died and it went into a dormant state. Do you know where it is? In the south? Under its, uh, there, there's a temple manse that it that it lies dormant under, but it's been lost to the sands. You mean it's Vambaria and you know the location, or it's simply unknown? The south's a big place, and it hasn't been seen since the end of the first age. Do we know if it bonded to any particular solar or if it was just that particular solar managed to make friends with it uh it's all of its legend is tied to that solar and after that solar passed from this world it became dormant do you have do you know uh, that solar's title no it was it's always in relation to being a companion to the battle cat is there any I famous location for this one of the battles. Well, as it happens to be, that solar and its companion animal uh, fought Ered the Hunter uh, in the east. They It was one of the great victories um, in the earliest parts of its lore. The, the two of them hunting the hunter and bringing it low and uh, stripping the flesh from its bones and then casting it out, in, out into the wild for it to slink back again and try, try another time. All right, so what happened in the east? Do we have any more specific location? The beast was very different in the before time. Uh, the maps don't really match up anymore. Uh, there was a valley. Uh, it was said to be a, a valley that pours into a night road. Night road. Interesting. I suppose I will have to do some research on my own to try to figure out this location. Yes, indeed. If I... Alright. So, it's gotten pretty late. And I think everyone's getting a little bit tired. A little bit sleepy. We ran yeah, away. Yeah, we're we're to so, why don't we call it for this week then, guys? Uh, you have... Yeah. Alright. I mean, we got a point, so... You have an abundance of information. Everyone gained 2 XP and 2 Dominion. Yay! Now, I meant to... Oh, well, I'll mention this after we're done recording. Um, so, in that case, I was Devin the GM. Gary. This is Sam. This is Max. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart.